from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I just Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Somebody sent me a riddle for Maury to do. Oh, Mike, Mike 0901 on Instagram. I I think that we've done something similar to this, but my memory is so bad Mm -hmm. that if I can't remember the answer, I know there's no way Maury can remember the answer. Maury, come on in here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I remember uh, reading one of these riddles, yeah. but I don't. Re- I don't remember the answer. Okay. So hopefully Maury doesn't. And if if we've done this before, I'm sure people are going to let us have it for it. But I have no idea what the answer is on this. All right. Um, so uh, Mocha, uh, do you have the No No Cat ready? The No No Cat makes an appearance every time Maury gets a wrong answer. By the way, what do we play if I get it right? Don't got to worry about it. I love the No No. All right. Anybody not ready? What now? Here we go. The riddle goes like this. If Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? Okay, so Teresa's daughter is my mother's... No. If Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? If Teresa's daughter... One more time. If Teresa's daughter... If Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? Do you want the multiple choice? Grandmother. A, grandmother. Maury, I didn't even give you multiple choice. How do you know A is grandmother? (laughs) (laughs) You want to try again? You want to try again? What, was it B? No. Okay, here, look, what, you want to guess at what the multiple choice are? What would, what would B be? Well, have you ever laughed and farted at the same time? <laughs> okay. Confidently, no. Okay. <laughs> okay, so hold okay. on. If Teresa's, Teresa's daughter, daughter is my daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? Teresa's Do you want the multiple choice? I can give you the multiple if choice. Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother. Teresa's daughter... I can give you the multiple choice. Hold on, I got to get my cranium here. If Teresa's daughter is my... I wish you could see what Maury was doing with his hands right now. Teresa's daughter. You know when mimes pretend they're they're in a glass box? Yeah, that's what Maury looks like right now. Yeah, (laughs) moving his hands all around. Teresa's daughter... Teresa's daughter yes. is my daughter's mother. Right. Teresa's daughter... If Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? Grandmother. Maury, can I give you the multiple choice, please? But does that mean I want to try and figure it out on my own? Okay, I'm going to give you like five different choices. Okay. 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 So here's your here's your choices. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oddly enough, A is grandmother. Oh, A grandmother got that right earlier. B her mother, C her daughter, D her granddaughter, or E I am Teresa. Oh wow. Okay. All right, I'm going to go ahead and just play this. 
Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? It's just there's too many words for me to just sort of put into their puzzle pieces. Well, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay. eight, nine, okay. ten, eleven. There's twelve words, more. Teresa's twelve. daughter. If Teresa's daughter is my, my daughter's, daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? My daughter's mother. Teresa's daughter. So the, what we don't know is Teresa's daughter's name. Teresa's <laughs> <laughs> Correct, actually. You're right. We yeah. don't know Teresa's, Teresa's daughter's daughter name. Is my daughter's mother. Teresa's daughter. So let's just you, say you just call it Chorizo? <laughs> if Chorizo's daughter. I love Chorizo's, by the way. You, They're brother. so good. Same, same. Mother. The answers again were A, her grandmother, B, her mother, C, her daughter, D, her granddaughter, or E, I am Teresa. D, or granddaughter, D, no, B, D, A, B, C, D. Or F, Teresa. Yeah. Here, I'm going to, let me do this now. Maury. Yeah. The answer is C, her daughter. Explain it. No, you said D was the daughter. No, I am Teresa's D, right? <laughs> <laughs> I gave him the answer, and he still got it wrong. <laughs> Anyone else smell chicken? Wait, do you smell that? Wait, what? We just gave you the answer. It's C, her daughter. Like, for real? You're not, like, seeing if I'm, like, oh, you got me? The answer is C, her daughter. No, see, I was going to say D, herself. But the answer is C, her daughter. Also, E was I am Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) If Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother, what am I to Teresa? The answer is C, her daughter. But I need to know why. So hold on, if Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother, mm. can I get you guys to stand beside you? Like, no, we okay. can't. Teresa's daughter. Teresa's daughter is my daughter's mother. Yeah. Who am I? And you're saying it's Teresa. No, like, I, no, no. 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 You didn't say that at all. I didn't say that at all. Okay, anyway, the answer is C, the daughter, okay? Okay. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. What's going on? How's everybody? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Oh, let me ask you. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. Hey, Maury, come in here too, my love. No, your pants are not too tight. What do you mean? Maury just, I said, hey, Maury, come on in here, my love. And Maury just looked at me and pointed at himself and went, me? (laughs) How many other Maury's are in here? (laughs) Yes, you. Oh, I was listening to you you say other things in my headphones. You are also the only Maury that we know. (laughs) Hey, mustache is coming in nice, huh? Oh, my God. I was so going to shave it tonight. Why? I don't, I'm not feeling it this year. What are you not feeling? Because I just. But it's, it's not just, about you. It's about what you're growing the mustache for. Yeah. The cause. Yeah. Because you're growing it from November, right? I know, but it's just not growing in like it has in the no, past. It's always you always say this no, every year. You no, say this. I don't know if it's something I've eaten or whatever, but it's something st- you've eaten. It stunted <laughs> its growth. Like what? I don't like spicy foods. Maybe Is it's that- the mask. You think it's the mask rubbing up against it? It's like preventing it from. From I never thought growing of that. that its could potential. Be it. I, I don't should know. stop wearing a mask. Yeah, you should. No, uh, no, no. The mustache. I, I always say this every year. Though. Give it a couple. The mustache starts roaring by the by the third week. It yeah. comes in tick. I know, but my husband, he's just not putting out when I wear a mustache. Oh, please. <laughs> okay, and without a mustache. <laughs> please. Also, spouses love it when you refer to it as putting out. <laughs> just so you know, they love that. Uh, question for you. According to a new survey, what age do most people feel old? Like, what is that first year when, well, most, when most people would say that they feel, they start feeling old? 
I started feeling really old when I turned 40. Yeah? Like the minute um, I turned, like... I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say like 55. No 55. Way. Yeah. Look, okay. when, when you're lying in bed and you have to get out of bed because your back hurts and you have to go lie on the couch to finish your sleep, mm-hmm. that's old. So what year did that happen to you, more? 27 for you. And when you're walking up three flights of stairs with your dog and you have to stop to catch your breath. Wow. Wow. They say 47. 47, they say, is the age that the average person starts feeling old. Uh, 65% of the people who were part of this survey says that growing old in general is among their top fears. Oh, wow. All right. So just the general sort of growing oldness of things that happen to you. Uh, Surprisingly, most participants aren't nearly as concerned about losing their what, Maury? Losing their what? Will to live. No? (laughs) Surprise. Surprisingly, most participants are nearly as concerned about losing their what? What are some of the things you worry about losing as you get older? Your sex drive. Okay, that is not it. Maybe something else. Not it. Teeth. Oh, hair? No. No, hair's not it at all either. Oh, eyesight. No. Hearing? What about your your looks? Oh, it never even crossed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been number one on the They say surprisingly, most participants aren't nearly concerned about losing their youthful looks. Only one in four are concerned about looking attractive in old age. I look at my dad because that's how I'm going to look. Right, exactly. And it scares me. Does it? Why? Yeah. Yeah, man, you have just alienated your husband and your father in two minutes. Well, he has, he has a streak of gray. He has a streak of gray. Okay, yo, man. Also, one in four people worry that they will lose touch with, quote, what is hip and cool as they age. <laughs> I got to say that if you're worried about losing touch with what is hip and cool, you already have. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Are you superstitious? No. Oh. So you don't have anything to worry about today because it is Friday the 13th. No, man. I only worry because you start putting, like, things in people's heads. Everybody's fine. Everybody's going about their life today until you start talking about superstitions. Hey, did you know that nephophobia is a fear of clouds? No. (laughs) Who's afraid of clouds? I don't know. Okay, that's dumb. That (laughs) phobia name wouldn't exist if it wasn't a uh, a real thing. Right. Cryophobia like, what are you, I'm reading like, here is a thing. fear of ice or cold. Okay. But like, here's my thing. Are you just afraid of clouds or are you just afraid of ice and cold? Or are you afraid of like something that they're going to do? Like, do you, are you afraid of clouds because you think that clouds are some sort of government conspiracy that contain chemicals that alter the way we reproduce? Like, what is, what is your fear? Or are you just, you see a cloud and you're afraid? Like, what is so that the fear description of that you gave just now? Yeah. About like the government and stuff? Yeah. I didn't think about that. Oh. But now that you mention it, it kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. As you are. Like government control clouds? <laughs> yeah, man. Damn. You don't know. Why wouldn't they? When they got stuff going on up in the sky, why not just fill the sky with clouds so nobody sees? True say. Right. And we've been getting a lot of cloudy days lately. Thank you. They do their best work in the winter. <laughs> so David Moore decided house. to make some cold calls across the country. <laughs> Roz, I do have many fears, including OMGROZophobia, which is the fear that, oh my God, Roz might love me way too much. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating Friday the 13th and making up phobias as we go. <laughs> oh, God. 
Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Are you a fury type, fearful person that has the fear? Oh, I am. I do you know those like I'm just always sharks in particular. I feel like I always oh. get nervous about. Oh wow. Okay. Do you have limitus lycophobia? Do I have what? Limitus lycophobia. Oh my gosh. Probably. What is that? Is that with sharks? No, it's the fear of not enough likes on Instagram. I think we all have that, don't we? I mean, sometimes I'll delete them if I don't if I don't get enough. Oh, well, I kind of just made that up, but that's totally Mori, by the way. <laughs> no, no, really. So try and tell me what you think this fear is, and if you have it, okay? Mm-hmm. Sudsley zoophobia. Sudsley zoophobia. Sudsley zoophobia. It's the fear of getting uh, shampoo in your eyes. I absolutely have that. Do you? You exactly. have this fear? You have this fear? I didn't know there was a technical term for it, but yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I just made the whole thing up. You did? Yeah. You you're, you said you have a fear that doesn't even exist. See? But who knows? Happy Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. This is not a happy day. I am scared. Friday the 13th, something always goes wrong. <laughs> I fall out of bed. I butt my head on the counter. Man, I hate Friday the 13th. Tell me, what is the fear? Sad alonophobia. The fear of pickles. Pickles. Um, the fear of rats, maybe? Let's rats. try it again. Like sad alonophobia. Um, maybe the fear of dinosaurs. It's uh, it's the fear of being alone for the rest of your life. Oh, that's a phobia. I do not want that phobia because I don't find it by myself. I got to have somebody. <laughs> then it's a good thing I completely made that up. Oh. <laughs> what I'm going to use to know somebody else. I'm a sad alone phobia. <laughs> Hello? Hi. Yes? Well, no, I'm, I'm doing a segment. I'm cold calling oh people my God. about fears. And I thought I could should totally this talk to you about fears. You scare me. <laughs> that can't be. Is that a fear? What do you want? I'm trying to work. Do you have any fears? I have a fear. Yeah. That I'm going to shove my foot up your ass if you don't get off that computer. Oh. Well, that, that, is that a fear? And why can't I use the computer? It's a shared computer. Get off the computer. I love you. I have a fear that I love you too much. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you, man? Good, good. It's watching everybody freak out over finally getting an opportunity to watch The Crown over the weekend. How far did you? How far did you? Did you start? No, no, you didn't. Uh-uh. How caught up are you? You're still, still in season, like two. season two. More, get in here then. Come on. You watch it, Maury? How far did you get, Mo? I am on episode seven. Episode seven out of. There are 10 or 12 episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, 12, 12 episodes. Interesting. I wanted to keep going, but my husband doesn't like to binge things. Oh. We had to take two breaks because <laughs> he said like that. Because like, I could have kept going, but he wanted to take a break. Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. And here. go for a nap. Well, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Who you're, does you're, that? Okay. Pause for one second, man. <laughs> so Matthew, your husband doesn't like to binge things, but you watch 12 one hour episodes in one day. Seven episodes. Seven. Yeah. Sorry, you watched seven. So you watched seven hours of The Crown, we and you're accusing, the and you, whole but, thing. but you're accusing Matthew of not liking to binge. That's binging, man. No, yeah. but I, I forced him to watch the last two. Oh. We're loving it, but he's like, well, then it's then we have to wait a whole year to watch it again. I'm like, but I'm wanna, I'm so well, into this. So, season. Yeah, but then there's other stuff to watch. No, yeah. but I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving this season. So what it's are you, what are you loving about it? Because I know the stories. Yes. That's yes. what I love about it. I now I'm where I am now. Now. <laughs> Right. Say that one more time. <laughs> one more time. Wow, words. Now I am where I am now. Yes, now I am where I am now. 
Um, do, you, do you understand when I was talking about it? Because I had watched it a couple of months ago. And I had said that you become the thing in the show. Like you, as a viewer of the show, you become that thing that happened in real life, which was as soon as Diana was introduced to the royal family, all you care about is Diana. Okay. And when you're watching these shows, there's a couple episodes where Diana's not even in it. And I'm like, come on, man, get back to Diana. Oh. There was one episode that she wasn't in. And I, I mean, you know, what's weird is I want to talk about a couple of things. They were in the news, so I'm yeah. not spoiling anything. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, spoiler can, alert, are they talking about it in the show? Yeah, but it's, but, but it's but happened it's, in real it's life. It happened in real life. <laughs> I Googled it and it's real and the guy's still alive. <laughs> Which guy? The guy that, can I please? Yes, of course. I don't care. Twice. The guy that broke into the palace and sat on the bed with the queen yes. to talk about how things are going on in the real world. Yes. What guy? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big, it was a big story. No. Yeah. Somebody broke into the palace? See, but Diana <laughs> wasn't in the episode, but I, I was fascinated by that story. That was the only non-Diana storyline that was interesting So is me. this yeah. season, or, yeah, is this season of The Crown based on all Diana stuff? Well, it's, 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 the, it's the 12 years. It's like from 78 to 90 or something like that. Mm. Like they cover a big period, a big, like long period of time. The thing that I like about The Crown, right? And the, the, one of the things that I loved about this season was, as, as Maury said, be, what did you say? We are, I am where well, I am. This is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> now I am where I am now. Okay. Yes. Now because we are where we are now. Because <laughs> I didn't remember. So right. thank God you had that. <laughs> yeah. okay. Now I am where I am now. Now so, I am where I am now. Yes. So now <laughs> I am where I am now. The thing that I enjoy about The Crown is there's so much that we know about that period of time with Charles and Diana. It's like everything was globally broadcast. We all know the details, so on and so forth. So the thing that I like about The Crown is they don't show you the things that we already know in great detail. Mm. So when the it wedding. came to the wedding... They showed the day before the wedding in the rehearsal. There's, oh. There is not one single piece of footage of the wedding in this we've show. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. Yeah. And so I like that. I like that they don't recreate the things that we all know so well. They give you everything around it that you don't know. Yeah. Can I just say, if I was Princess Diana, I wouldn't have lasted two days with that man without walking out. How could you... <laughs> <laughs> I was so distraught. Yeah. Okay, the you princess left fantasy. Her alone. <laughs> now I am where I am now. Yes. Right. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see uh, Dan Levy on the Tonight Show talking about what he's afraid of. What? <laughs> it's so great. What do you mean? It's so great. I have no shame about this. My worst fear is moths and butterflies, <laughs> which is a strange. <laughs> it's a strange That's fear. Worst fear out of all the fears. Listen, I'm owning it. They have powdery, very weird wings, and they don't fly in any particular direction. And that, um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, it's that. It's the fr it's the frantic kind of yes, flapping. It's the, it's the flapping. I, the inevitably, I think they're going to end up in my mouth. I can't rationalize this fear, Jimmy. Wow. Um, all I can do is. Share it with you tonight. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything like that that you're afraid of? Any of the, like the small little things? Oh yeah, I don't like any bugs. No, none no, of them. Nothing. Really? Huh? No, I don't like bugs. I don't like rodents. Right. None, like 
Rodents, I understand. Rodents are dirty. I understand uh, that. But butterflies, like who's afraid of a butterfly? Matthew, two weeks, two weeks ago, really? I had to pick up a, a little field mouse that was on our property. Yeah. Like on the, in the back patio. Yeah. And I wore gloves and double bagged like grocery bags. Yeah. And picked it up. And even as like my hand wrapped around the little body, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> Were you the, really? Yeah. Oh, and I held the bag so as far as my arm could, could could reach. Really? And then I rolled it up in the bag and like immediately ran to the garage and tossed it in the trash. Was it dead? Yes, it was dead. Oh, oh, I so no, it wasn't even alive, like nope. wiggling around? Nope, nothing. Oh wow. It was dead. Jeez, man. Yeah. What's Matthew afraid of? You ever touched the mouse, Maury? I've never seen a mouse. Really? In real life? Really? I've never seen a mouse in real life. Like you've never been like, oh hey, look at that, that's a mouse. No. No, you ever seen a rat? Yes, in New York, in the subway, on the floor. But you've never seen a mouse, though. Like a no. little tiny, like, like a little a, tiny... Like a white with the red eyes? Yeah. No. no? I'm deathly afraid no. of, of electricity. Excuse me? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, I can't... If something is leaning out... Like, in the other room, Shem's laptop, if it's unplugged slightly from the, the socket... Yeah. I'm like, please, please, can you push that back in? Oh, you because you... Th- what, you think, like, lightning? Like, it, like it's going to jump out at you? Like, you'll get one of the, the jittery... Sh- like a, It's called a shock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get, the reason, the, you'll get to one of the jittery... <laughs> so Dan Levy is scared of moths and moths butterflies. Moths and butterflies because of the frantic flying. And I agree with this because they're chaotic, right? Yeah. Like when you see a moth or butterfly flying around, there's no reason to what they do. They go from A to B, but how they get there to me makes no sense. Yeah. It's not efficient. And oftentimes... And you can't predict which way no. they're going to go. And they come real close to your face. Like if you see a bee whizzing across, like a bee will go zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Bees don't like do circles and loops in the air. As they're as they're doing it, they're efficient flyers. Where butterflies to me seem like they're high, and they just <laughs> right. Like I'll get there. I'm but, just trying to get uh, home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe they wind up, and then maybe they wind up in your mouth. Ah, right? gross. That is so disgusting. <laughs> no thanks. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Jonathan, what's up, dude? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, buddy. What's going on in your world? Good. I, um... I need some help. I'm freaking out about being a, a new dad. And <laughs> oh, I need no. some uh, advice. <laughs> so you wrote us this, Jonathan. Uh, Razamoka fixed my life. I'm about to be a new dad in three months. And yeah, you are freaking out. I'm so worried, you say. I may not be capable enough to take care of this child. Maybe Mocha and Dream Daddy Roz can help me out. <laughs> so how about this, Jonathan? Why don't you yeah. start by telling us like what some of your what what are some of your concerns? What are some of your worries about being a new dad? Well, first of all, I'm worried that, you know, I don't have the knowledge, you know, to teach this child to to kind of grow into, you know, a, a good and uh, you know, and to reach his potential, you know, to be you know, and, and, you know, bringing a new kid to this world, it's, it's tough, you know, trying to like guide this, this child and this, this tiny person who's always looking up to you. Bro, and bro, like, oh, bro, 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 <laughs> bro, Jonathan, Jonathan, hit the yeah. brakes, man. You're worrying yeah. about things that are like way, way, way down the, right. down the road. I know, that I know, you, I know. You and figure out down then. I know. What you have to, uh, to think about is like here and now, like your kid's not even here yeah. yet, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. I, that's 
Yeah, I understand. Yeah. If you're, if you're, I'll, I will tell you this that sort of, yeah. that, that headspace that you're in and why it's a dangerous place to be. Right. Because if you are putting this kind of negative pressure on yourself, Okay, mm-hmm. that will eventually translate to other people. That is, that will be your vibe in the room. That will be yeah. that will be what other people feel, and that will be what yeah. you, that will be what your kid sees. And so right. you got to get out of that headspace like real quick. But you, you got to pump mm-hmm. the brakes, dude. Like Mocha said, like you don't mm-hmm. even have a baby yet. And you're mm-hmm. already talking about making sure that they're successful. And like, I get, like, I get all that. And, and what it comes down to, I think that what it comes down to is that you just, you're, you're going to do this and you're happy about it. And you just want, yeah, your, you just want your kid to be happy. Like you don't want to screw mm-hmm. them up to where they can't experience happiness or where they're not smart enough to sort of follow their dreams or, you know, they, they don't have the tools to, you know, be independent, like all of this stuff. Like I get all those feelings, man, but yeah, you're not, yeah. you're not there yet the only thing you got to worry about right now jonathan once that kid yeah. is here is that the kid is fed and that the baby's diapers are changed okay a- and then obviously <laughs> supporting uh and helping out your i don't know if it's your wife or your girlfriend um it's my wife your wife and making sure yeah. she has everything that she needs of course yeah like uh well, i've been on to that too like you know she needs a lot of things like uh i need that she needs to get diapers or or like, oh, we need to buy this for the baby. And, you know, we, I've been doing that. But I guess it's more like, you know, my mindset. It's like, I'm like, I don't know. It's just me. I'm like, I'm very worried, you know, like. Don't worry. But what, I, are, you, uh, what are you worried about? What do you, like, like initially, like, let's let's not say when the kid's 18 and you're picking yeah, colleges because yeah. you're already doing that. Yeah, um, but sure. let's say, let's say when the, let's say when the kid's little, like, what are you, what are you worried about? What are you worried that you're not going like, to be good at? Like uh, providing the necessary things that the baby needs. Like what? Like what? You know, like uh, being there for the kid every time. And But where you else know, are you going to be? But, where are you going to be? What why, are you going to do? Why are you worried that you're not going to be there? Like yeah. when that baby shows up, you're not going to bounce. Like, where are you going to go? Do you mean no, that? No. Do you mean that you're not going to like? Do you mean that you're not going to be able to be there like emotionally for them to support them in that kind of way? Or are you talking about physically presence, like physical presence being? There? I think it's more emotional because, like I yeah. said, like I don't like like I live I used, I don't have like the knowledge that that you know like experience I guess you know like uh, when it comes to these things. And it's like this whole, it's, it's a whole new thing, you know, Jonathan, and Jonathan, 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 yeah, Jonathan, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, are you a good person? Yes, yes. I am. I am. I am. You're, very, you're very, good, are you a good person? I am. You're going to teach your kid to be a good person? Yes. You're going to, you're going to teach them to lead with kindness? Of course. And, and compassion? Of course. Okay. You're going to teach them right from wrong? Yeah. You're going to teach them to listen to other people when they got great advice or when they're a teacher? Yes. You're going to teach them the things to keep them out of trouble so they don't stick their fingers in a light socket or put their hand on the stove? <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yeah. When they, when, yeah. They, when they cry, you're going to hold them? Of course, definitely. When they're hungry, you're going to feed them? Yep. When they say, Dad, help, you're going to help them? 100%. Then you go. You're good. Okay. Sounds good. You're going to be just fine. And when they okay. get older, just tell them whatever they do. <laughs> Don't buy sneakers off of a reseller online. <laughs> Such a ripoff. Oh, what a scam. Such a ripoff. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be you're okay. gonna be fine. So yeah, so dude. yeah, so so yeah. And so. also, you know what, man? As soon as you hold that hold your, your son or your daughter in your arms, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. like it's all gonna hit you. Like you're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. The instinct okay. will kick in, you will figure it out. You're gonna be just fine, Jonathan. Yeah. Sounds good. You're gonna be okay, man. Thanks, guys. Bye, okay. Thank you so much. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. 
I think we're all equally excited to watch this Fresh Prince uh, reunion, man. I, this was what we thought would never happen. And not just the, the Fresh Prince or the reunion, because reunions have really been the thing over COVID. But it's Will Smith sitting down talking to the original Aunt Viv, Janet Hubert, who fans of the show and people who know the story of this, this was the one thing that was never going to happen. There yeah. was such bad blood that Will Smith and Janet, the original Aunt Viv, were never going to sit down and talk things out. And guess who's sitting down and talking to us today? Janet Hubert? Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz and Mocha. I am freaking out right now because it is <laughs> such an honor to be speaking with you. You were such a big part of my days growing up. I truly oh feel like you are my Aunt Viv. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. Um, it's amazing. It really is. I'm, I'm dumbfounded by the response to this. I really am. It's like... People act like, like, like the second coming of Christ or something, you know? It really is. This was something we thought that we thought we would never see this because we <laughs> all we, we had all sort of heard a bit of the history and everything else, but nobody really knew anything. So can you talk us through, like, to this point, how <laughs> you sat down with Will to be a part of this special? Like, who made the first call? What was that? What was the, the what was put in front of you? Well, what did you say yes to? Well, I can't talk about all of that, but... Um, I can say that something happened three weeks prior to that, where Joseph Marcel, who plays Jeffrey the Butler, did an interview with these two Negroes, excuse me for saying, on a YouTube channel, which pissed me off so much and hurt me so deeply. I was just sort of dumbfounded as to why he did this and why he told this bullshit. Um, to these two Negroes on this uh, YouTube channel. And then I find out about this reunion, and I'm going, oh, oh, okay. And then people started talking. They started reaching out to me. They started saying, are you are you in this? Because if you're not, what's the point? And I'm going, no, I don't know anything about it. No, I don't know anything about it. So I put out there publicly that either we sit down and we talk, and you and I have a conversation or you're telling the truth or I'm telling the truth about all that happened. Because people are forgetting about what was said about me and why this feud even happened. Mm-hmm. 27 years ago, Will did an interview. He went everywhere and said horrible things about me, which then took away 30 years of a career. So I put the challenge out and said either we sit down together or shut the up for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. Everybody, everybody, either shut up. I've always been a very direct person, and I've always only defended myself, and I've always, 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 my story has never changed, never, never, ever, and I don't lie. So when I got this invitation, I got it a day before I was supposed to leave. My publicist did not give it to me or give the information to me. Apparently, they'd been trying to reach out to me. I reached out to HBO Max. I reached out to Warner Brothers. I reached out to the Red Table. I reached out with this challenge. And so when the invitation came, there was very little time to say or feel anything. But what I did feel was this needed to stop. This needed to end. So... It was intense. I can't speak on it because you'll, you know, it's airing today. Mm-hmm. So people are going to get a real 
um, honest. Sit down. Did you get out of it what you hoped to get out of it? I did. You did? I absolutely did. Mm. People are still trying to keep me there because that's what they do. Because people think because we're actors, we have no feelings. They think they own us. They think they can say anything they want. And people have used this whole Fresh Prince thing of me being difficult, wanting to be the star. They've used it as a weapon for 27 years. People have made up stories. Even the Huffington Post where you go, God, what, what is with you people? I should be rich with the fascination that was that character. <laughs> so, Janet Hubert, by the way, is on the Raza Mocha Show. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, reunion special is out today. Did you get to get yeah. a chance to, to, to watch the final the final product? Uh, not yet. Are you going to watch with the rest have, of us? I don't even have HBO Max, to be quite honest. <laughs> God, man. <laughs> You're like, they're You're, not getting my money yet. So, it's so wild to me that the, the, the one of the main people who was on one of the most marquee properties of HBO Max this entire year doesn't have it. Like, it's all about you right now. Yeah, they couldn't even give you, like, a three-month free subscription or something? Like a trial run? It's, in, in, in this country, you have to have a certain carrier. Oh, God. I mean, I don't even know. It's like... It's like what? What? Hey, Janet, uh, who in your life um, did you have conversations with or maybe like freaked out or had the most amount of questions uh, when it was found out that you were going to be sitting in front of uh, of Will Smith and just Will Smith? I haven't talked to anybody, I'm telling you. Yeah, really? You guys are, you guys are, um, I spoke to... I don't even remember. Uh, but Mike, Mo Mike, oh, 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 Mike Muse. But it was more political because I wasn't, you know, divulging any information. And the person who's been more disparaging to me has probably been more Alfonso. And I have to admit, he wasn't there. So I didn't get to see him because he was filming, uh, I guess, America's Funniest Home Videos, who that I haven't watched since he went on it, but... Hey, did you meet Daphne? Did you meet the other Aunt Viv? Of course. Yeah. What of was course, that meeting like? Of course. It was lovely. Why would it not be? I have nothing against her. Yeah. I have nothing against her. She took a job. She did the best that she could do. I did the best that I could do. This is a role that we play. This is not who I am. People are forgetting. We're actors. When you sat down and you guys and you had this conversation, this seems to me like a conversation that you couldn't have had with Will at the time, maybe because of youth, we where, were where, where so it almost he almost needed to be grown for you guys to have this yeah. conversation. Absolutely. There had to be a healing at a time where I reached out to him and his people in 2009 and asked that we heal this. And I don't even know if he got the message. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I've publicly said it before and before. We need to do this, especially when James passed away. Of course, they reached out to me for comment, which I had just gotten out of the hospital myself. And everybody who always mentions my name talks about me like I'm the Wicked Witch from the West and Daphne's Glinda, or they've used us on, you know, Aunt Jemima packages, or they've used, you know, the black, the dark, the black, the dark Aunt Viv. The, we're, we're both black women. And it's been the black community who's been the worst to me. 
but my truth has never changed. So I think what the, what the audience is going to enjoy is the growth of both of us to be able to sit down together and, 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 and have a conversation. Amazing. The rest of the cast doesn't even know what we talked about. <laughs> oh, they're going to find out tonight. <laughs> Jay Hewer, I am yes, thank you so are. much for joining us on the Roz and Moga Show. We cannot wait Thanks, to you watch guys. you and to watch this Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special. It's been amazing. And thank you so much for the love. No, my really. God, thank you. Thank you, the public, for the love and the outpouring of love. I'm overwhelmed. I'm really overwhelmed, I have to tell you, yeah. by, by the whole thing. So bless you all. Thank you, man. Get your popcorn, baby. <laughs> Cannot wait. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you doing? Good. Uh, the Crown drops on Sunday. Crown season four. Oh, geez. Already? Yeah. What do you mean already? People are dying for this, man. No, I know. I haven't seen... Oh, it's because you're behind. Way behind. Yeah. I'm still in like season two, bro. Can I just say that why wouldn't they have dropped it today so we had the whole weekend to enjoy it? I know. Well, they're difficult. It's the Royals. What are you going to do? They don't make this. Their their job's not to make things easy for you. Netflix had a Zoom meeting to discuss when we release things. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I've seen it. And? It's awesome. The whole season? Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yo, you it's got so next good. level Netflix, huh? Um, so, yeah. So, we get peasant Netflix over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting over there with the Royals deciding when and where to drop yeah, the show. It, yeah, it was actually my choice, Maureen, <laughs> to, to, do, to yeah. do Sunday. Here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> Give it to me first, let me watch it, and then I'll tell you when to drop it. Um, no, but this season is all about, it's all about Diana and Margaret Thatcher, right? Like, they're both introduced into... Um, the crown and the young lady that plays Princess Diana, Emma Corrin, just on the trailers. Yeah, I can't believe how much like Princess, like it's uncanny. Yeah, and I'll and I'll tell you the interesting thing about watching the crown, and I won't spoil anything at at all. Yeah, um, but you know the story of Diana, and you know the story of her place in that world, and how as soon as she walked into that world, the sort of general feeling from a lot of the people in that palace was that everything just came all about Diana. Yeah, and when you're watching the show. Emma Corrin is so bloody captivating mm-hmm. and she's so good and every sort of feeling and emotion you had for Diana comes rushing back and people who've been watching The Crown couldn't wait to get to a Diana season. You wind up becoming the thing that they disliked in real life, which is any time Emma Corrin and Diana aren't on the screen in The Crown... You, you you no longer care about You're anything else. You are suddenly not interested in anything else. And your entire, just like in real life, yeah. it becomes all about Diana, even as a viewer. And it's awesome. What about the voice? She oh, got the voice? Yeah. Like but, same? But here's the thing about Diana. Here's the thing about Diana is that I went back and I watched some of some Diana's stuff. And I'm not actually that familiar with Diana's voice. I'm very familiar with Diana. What I remember, it was very soft and subtle. Yeah, but we don't have great memories of Diana's voice, of her talking, right? Of like a monumental speech or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, right? So, uh, but no, she's so good, and this season is just absolutely incredible yeah. and if Aww. Gillian Anderson doesn't win all the awards for playing Margaret Thatcher there's this, there's a big problem in the world. Was she Margaret Thatcher in season three or is this the first no, time? it's the first time. 
So it was you that told me after I watched the trailer. Yes. Because I was like, whoever is playing Margaret Thatcher right. looks just like her. Yes. And you told me. Jillian Anderson. She's also her. amazing in sex education. Yeah, she's great in sex education. Like, the makeup. Holy yeah. cow, dude. Oh, I know. And it was just the same thing with John Lithgow. When John Lithgow was cast to play um, Churchill, yeah. everybody was like, ugh, they hired an American to play Ch-. And then they were like, oh, well, hold on a second here now. Great actor. And, and it's the same thing with Jillian Anderson, where yeah. they were like, oh, God, really? And then Jillian, you see Jillian Anderson in this. Just give him a as chance. Mar- as Margaret Thatcher, and you're like, oh my God, she kills it. So the like, crown she absolutely kills it. Season four, Sunday, Sunday on Peasant Netflix. Right, yes. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Hi, is this Kajani? Yeah, speaking. It's Roz and Mocha. What? <laughs> we hear it's your birthday coming up, and we wanted to call to wish oh. you a very happy birthday. Oh, my God. This explains so much. My husband's been, like, pacing all morning. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I turned over at one point, and he was standing beside my phone at my bedside, like, hovering over. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing on my phone? And now, were you trying to make sure my volume was on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, like, he I, almost blew the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. And he's just been like super weird as he always is before my birthday. So I could just kind of figure he was up to something. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, your husband Shonik uh, reached out to us and said how much of a massive fan you are of this show, and he had all these wonderful things to say about you. This guy loves you so so much, oh. and uh, and we just had to give you a call. Oh, thank you. So much. I do love you guys. I start every morning with you guys, and he's, I guess, now used to you guys as well. Pretty much, I start my morning, yeah, five years, and he's, I think, a convert. So, oh, really? So, he didn't (laughs) listen to us before. You're the one that turned him. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the uh, what's the plan for the birthday weekend? Uh, well, not much. We're just gonna hang out. I think keep it local. Obviously, with COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I think he's got something planned. But yeah, probably keep it local. All right. Yeah, it. If he keeps pacing, then you know yeah, something else exactly. is up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kajani, happy oh, birthday. Oh, hang on. What goes up but never comes down? Your age. Oh, damn it. <laughs> what? Oh, you tell that joke all the time, bro. Every, more, every, like that joke has been told on this show by you, and Mocha has said the exact same thing <laughs> uh, dozens of times, and yet you always react the same way. <laughs> Kajani, happy birthday. We love you so much and we hope that you enjoy Aww. your birthday weekend. Aw, thanks so much, guys. I love you guys. Oh. Yeah? Kajani, as our gift to yeah. you for your birthday, we're going to allow yeah. you now to choose between Raza Mocha. Who's your favorite? Uh, um, my, my husband's saying don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sit down over there. Okay, my husband's saying Mocha. And I'm going to have to go with Roz. Why? To make it even or because you actually feel that way? No, I do feel that way. I, I know. Feel the, that the, way. Why is it so it. difficult for people? Yeah. To say, everybody who says mocha says mocha. They're like, sorry, Roz. But but everybody who wants to say me, you feel it's, it's like it's like it's like coming out as a Trump supporter or something like that. Like, yeah. you, like you feel it. In your, like you feel it in your heart. You feel it in your heart, but you don't want to say it publicly. Yeah, there's shame associated with it. No, definitely no shame here. Okay. Roz, okay. Yes. 100% my favorite. Okay, sorry, there we go. Thank you. Right. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, Kajani. Thanks, guys. Bye, love. 
Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hey, Marissa, it's Ron and Mocha. Hi. How are you feeling today? I'm good. How are you guys? So good. What's, what's going on with you? So I've been a really crappy friend with people who have been incredible to me. I just feel I'll never be adequate for them. You wrote us this. Um, hey, Raza Mocha, fix my life. I've been through three traumatic events, sexual assault, a random guy had a mental breakdown and shot at me and my friends, and I jumped off a balcony to save my life. I had friends rally by my side for every one of these events. I wouldn't be where I am in my life without them. Them, and I feel an insane amount of guilt because I feel like I can never be as good of a friend to them as they have been to me. I feel like I'm forever in debt to them. No one knows I feel this way, and I just don't know how I could ever repay them or feel like an adequate friend. So, Marissa, have your friends been coming to you asking for help or like a shoulder to lean on type of thing and you just like aren't able to 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 be there for them or is this just you kind of like looking at your friend group and feeling like you need to be a better friend as you would put it i just they've gone above and beyond for me and i don't know it's basically like we're paying them um you know i do have friends going through hard times and i try and be there as much as i possibly can but it's like i'll never feel the way they were to me because I did it, you know, there was three incidents. I feel like I was a burden of a friend for those times. I don't know if what you're talking about, like, I I don't know. I'm not your friends, right? But what, (laughs) what, what you're describing though, to me, doesn't seem like it was done for the purposes of you one day reciprocating Mm -hmm. to that. I don't think that they're sitting here waiting for you to sort of repay back the kindness that they showed to you. I, I don't think that that's how friendship works. No, you're right. I think it's just a constant feeling of guilt. I think that uh, you, yeah, this is you. This isn't uh, them. This is no, no, you. no. This is to- this is me. Yeah, you f- you feel guilty. Um, but I, I that that and that's for you to deal with. But I, I don't think that you thinking that you're an inadequate friend does either of you any favors. I think that you're a fantastic friend, and that's the reason that they were so willing to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were amazing. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be here where I am without them. They didn't help you for attention. They didn't help you because they got paid for it. They didn't help you to make themselves feel better. They helped you because they love you. Yeah, I love them too. So yeah. I guess. As long as I, they know that, as long as they know how much you uh, appreciate their support and their friendship, and as long as they know how much you love them, I think that's all that anyone can expect, really. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry. I would just I would just keep them close and build your relationships and don't worry about this. You need to pay them back or you need to prove your friendship to them. You already did prove your friendship to them and that's why they acted the way they did when you needed help. That's true. I never thought that way. I just feel like I owe them now, but you're right. I, I think that the way that it goes is if if you had a friend that was in a similar situation to what you were in i don't know if you know how you would react because you haven't been you haven't been faced with that yet and i think that having gone through some pretty horrific things i think that you as a friend bring an incredible wealth of knowledge of what it's like to deal with something and just because you haven't had to use the things you've learned to help out a friend doesn't mean you're a lousy friend that makes sense too i never thought about things this way i just you know you just hold on a lot of guilt because 
for a while you feel like a burden, you know. Of course. Those, and then you start getting in your happen. own head and stuff, right? Yeah, those things happen and you just, it, they don't go away after they're done, you know. Five years later, I'm still dealing with things. Yeah, so yeah. Do your just, friends yeah. still still contact you? They still check in? They want to make sure you're okay? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I've had my best friend for 25 years and... She's been by my side. I've been by hers. And, you know, she's going through a hard time. And I feel like, you know, I've been there. I could be better. But, I, you know, I just went back to work after COVID. So it's been hard. But You know what? All you can do right now, Marissa, honestly, is, like, if you are taking the initiative to check in on people and just say, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Mm -hmm. I don't think people are expecting anything more than that. Okay. Yeah. I make sure I try and make sure of it. So I yeah. love them. <laughs> as, as somebody who me is terrible at asking for help, you, there's a point in life where you realize that sometimes you just got to let good people be good people and you, then you surround yourself with them. And obviously you're doing that with them, but you're in their group. You know, they think you're a good mm -hmm. person. They think you're a good person. That's why you're, that's why they choose to stick around. That's why they offer help. Thank you. Thank you very much. Does that help, Marissa? Yeah, I really needed that. Thank you. All right, girl. You take care. Hey, aren't you going to ask me who my favorite is? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't. No. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, Marissa, who is your favorite? So there's a very funny reason for this, and it's Roz because I, I enjoy sitting on the toilet doing nothing for an hour on my phone. My girl. Day. My girl. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> When I get home from work, that's the first place I go. <laughs> I told Mocha the other day, it was, I don't even know what day of the week, it was during the week. And I went into the bathroom and I sat on the toilet to go pee. And I stayed there until the next time I had to go pee. Which was for a duration of how long? Like over an hour. Yeah, over an hour. Over an hour. And, and then I got the, up. And this coming from the guy who's always <laughs> saying to everybody else, all of us, like, if you have time to do this, 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 and this in yeah. your day, you are not busy enough. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> Love you lots, Marissa. Love you guys. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. in the ballroom last night. What is happening with Dancing with the Stars? I don't know, man. People are like, why? There is, I, there's no logical explanation as to what's going on with Dancing with the Stars. It's crazy. 2020 just came in and messed everything up, Yeah, huh? yeah. So it was a double elimination last night on Dancing with the Stars. Um, Caitlin Bristow, who I've said from the very beginning is going to win this whole thing, scored, like, got so crushing numbers last night like she was killing it yeah and she told this really beautiful story of why she was choosing to sing to one of the uh the chick songs the aka the former dixie chicks um and she told the story about her friend so this is caitlin bristow last night okay the second dance of the night will be contemporary to cowboy take me away by the chicks that song reminds me so much of my best friend growing up her name was Lindsay. she loved the chicks and this was one of her favorite songs to put on 15 years we were inseparable but when i was 18 years old she ended up tragically dying in a car accident it's the most tragic thing i've ever experienced in my life like we live next door to each other and spent every day together and one time she said she wanted Cowboy Take Me Away to play at her funeral. And we did. We played it. Oh, I'm already starting to cry. I have, like, not listened to this song 
in so many years because it makes me so emotional. It's been 17 years since we lost Lindsay. And I think about her every day and miss her all the time. If she could see me here tonight, one step closer to the mirror ball, I know she'd be so proud. I said I want to touch the earth. I want to break it in my hands. I want to grow Bro. something. Yeah. My heart right now. I know. It's crushing. I know. So uh, the double elimination went down. Caitlin is safe and on to the finals. But the controversy is surrounding um, both Johnny Weir being eliminated and Nelly continuing on. So when they announced Nelly, Nelly's still there, even though he had one of the lowest scores last night. He was the only one to get a 26. Uh Um, But so here we go with... Tyra Banks announcing, listen to this, Tyra Banks announcing into the finals. Listen to how surprised even she was that Nellie made it to the finals. The voting is closed and here are the results. And now, in no particular order, let's find out who is going to the finale. The first finalists are... Jenna, the last couple who has definitely made it to the finale is Caitlin and Artem. So Sky Jackson and Johnny Weir went home. Johnny Weir, arguably the top dancer in the top pair, getting perfect scores in each of the last three weeks. Yeah. But it's a combination of the judges and the viewers. And Nelly is definitely the most popular dancer on the show with the biggest fan base. And... He successfully avoided being in the bottom two every single week because people love him so the much. The Nelly fans coming out. The, the Nelly vote. fans coming out. And even though he got a 26 and a 30 last night, you know, he is now in the finals. And Johnny Weir, who a lot of people thought would compete for the mirror ball, was sent home. Same thing with Sky Jackson. So here's Johnny Weir after he was eliminated. There's no nice way to, to do this, but I do want to say thank you to everybody who's gone on this journey with us, who's voted for us, who supported us, who has who has enjoyed our performances, whether whether you voted for us or not. I just hope that you guys enjoyed it. I'm so proud that I got to work with Britt and I'm so happy that she was my partner and my friend through all of this. And it's been such a humbling and, and honorable experience to be here and entertain you guys. So thank you very, very much. A lot of tears I mean, last night. Listen, I can get sad <laughs> over Caitlyn and her story. Yeah. I'm not going to get sad. I start shedding a tear for Johnny Weir. No, you're not? <laughs> no. No, huh? No. You don't think he was robbed? No, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. My so, heart goes out to Caitlyn, though, for so sure. So there we go. Uh, Nev Schulman, Caitlyn Bristow, and Nelly all in the finals. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. How are you, man? A lot going on. Michael B. Jordan. Sexiest man alive, 2020. My guy, my guy. There you go. I want to hang out with him so bad. Do you? Yeah, I like him a lot. Who'd you talk about? I don't know. What just common stuff? interests do you have? Uh, I think video games, basketball, movies. But do you know that for sure? Like, you think he's into video games? Of course I do. We yeah. talked about it the other day. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He's very Remember? much. That's right. He said that he was born with a PlayStation controller in his yes. hand. Yes. <laughs> Talk about that. Sports. Um, working out. Probably. Yes. 
The two times I had a chance to talk to Michael B. Jordan, he was very nice, very kind. Uh, so what, Kimmel had the official announcement last night? Was that the deal? How did really? Kimmel like, how did know, he get man. the exclusive on well, that? Well, because I don't know. I don't know. He does all the, he does. He does, huh? Really? He what? He, I guess Come that's here. what he does. I guess that's his thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a pretty good thing. I'd like to announce the People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive one time. I think it'd be a great honor. You should send an email. <laughs> here he is for the year 2020 People's Sexiest Man Alive. As if he was like showing up for the mask singer. He was in costume and oh, everything. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah. He had like a giant mascot head that he pulled off and, yeah, uh, to yeah, reveal yeah. his face. Who was it last year? John Legend? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel more pressure now to look good? I think the expectation now is like, it's a little unreasonable. Just, just, just a little bit. But it's a, cool, it's a cool title to have. How do you find out? For me, I was in the car. I was driving with one of my boys. Uh, we were just going on an errand and a run and my, uh, my publicist and my, uh, my manager gives me a call and first thing they ask, I'm up there on speakerphone, you know, who are you with? And I'm like, I'm with uh, Bryce. Okay, Bryce's family, he can know. I said, oh, okay, cool. And then they told me the news and it was like, me? And I was like, I, like yeah, you and then they kind of had this little banter back and forth but it was a cool moment i bet it was did bryce immediately start making fun of you or did he wait no he, he at least waited till they hung up the phone and then he immediately started like cracking jokes uh, I mean, that's the thing when you get sexiest man it's like you know that's cool to everybody else but anybody that really knows you that's just a, like a, just another way to, they can give jabs to you. oh yeah so like they've been they, they were talking a lot of that's stuff. when you wish you had no friends exactly you know exactly it's like even with, with uh, friends like this why do you need any See, if I were Michael B. Jordan's friend yeah. in that car, unlike Bryce, I'd be like, hey, man, that's great news. Congratulations. Would you know? Yes. Yeah, of just, I would. just like you were all those times that I won for being sexiest. You won? What? Hey, man. No, it's not true, Maury. It's not true. You're, it's not true. You won I what? was. Uh, uh, I, I could show you the awards. I, have, I got stacks of awards. Catherine won't let me put them in the house. Why not? I. Because well, because that's any, supportive. Because anytime she gets mad at me, I take them off the wall and I walk in the living room and I just stick it on the table in front of her and go, huh? <laughs> Let her know how lucky she is. <laughs> there is no greater honor than being awarded something for your looks. <laughs> All right, kids. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha Show. Hi, I called in because I have a riddle for you guys to do with Maury. Oh, you, you have a riddle. Yeah. Okay, what is that riddle? Okay, so a cowboy rides into town on Friday. Not the it's cowboy it's, one again. We've okay. done this so many times. Is that old? Oh, man, go, I thought it was so okay, clever go, when I remember Okay, go ahead. Wait, go wait, ahead. How, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 23. Okay, okay, so here we go. Uh, so, damn it, Maury, come on in here. And what's your name again? Fatima. Okay. So uh, here we go with the cowboy riddle. Uh, one more time. Uh, Damon Ori, are you ready? Okay, here we go. Go ahead. A cowboy rides into town on Friday. He stays three days and leaves on Friday. How did he do it? And I said this before. The horse's name is Friday. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's right? Yes. Man. I remember this one last night, and I felt so clever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. The horse's name is Friday. (laughs) Because I asked this to my mom and my sister, and they were so confused. I was like, oh, I got a a winner here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How long did it take for your mom and sister to figure it out? Or they didn't? 
they, they gave up after like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because this is one of those riddles that once you hear the answer once, you never forget it, yeah. right? Some riddles that we do on this show, we could do them every couple of weeks and I'm still going to be a little confused yeah. on, on how to do it. But this one is just one of those riddles that you hear it once when you're a kid uh, and you never you never forget the answer. That's like that. What's that other one that I'll never forget? What, what has it? What does it go? What gets what gets wetter the more it dries? What oh. gets more wet the more? What gets wetter the more it dries? Yeah, towel. Right, a towel. Do you get that one more? Towel, towel. But do you get it? Towel. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, All right, love. Bye bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, this is Alicia. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. So what's going on? I broke up with a guy, and I just wanted to make sure I did the right thing. Oh. Oh, no. Tough question. So you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha fixed my life. The relationship you had was two and a half years, and you say that he found reasons to end it and then come back, saying he could never communicate properly and would ignore me for a few days before he would end up saying that he was scared of a relationship. Now, uh, when it recently ended, he didn't talk to you for more than a week and a half, and was yeah. always saying work is, quote, crazy busy. But then you say that uh, you ended it because you couldn't deal with it anymore. And he just didn't respond. So I guess I need reassurance. I made the right choice. I'm not waiting for a response and just walking away by blocking him and all contact. So you want to know you, you want to know if you made the right choice? Yes. Yeah, the answer is yeah, you did. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he used to do that also, even in the relationship, like when we were dating, it was just he wouldn't talk to me for days and come back and say, you know, it's work, it's this, it's family. No, that's not a guy you need in your life. Yeah, but why? Okay, so why do you feel that he wouldn't make you a priority? Um, I always thought, like, even after just recently, um, I started thinking about it and I just felt that maybe it was just he wanted me around just for his own convenience. Yeah. Other than that, I really couldn't think of any other reason other than that. So for two and a half years, he was sort of on and off with you and would break up with you and say that and give you the line of like, I'm, I'm afraid of relationships. When, when guys say that, majority of the times they're lying to you. Yeah. It's a way to just not be honest. And he probably liked a lot of aspects of having you in his life, mm-hmm. but, you know, exactly. didn't, didn't want to fully commit and, you know, wasn't sold on you. You know, it's nice to have you around, but... You're not for him. Yeah, but it took a little while for me to come to terms with it and make my peace with it. But, yeah. you know, eventually it all came to light. Yeah, but like, what are you going to do? What's the alternative here? Like, what's the alternative? You're going to what? You're going to stay with the guy and try and make something like that work? Like, you're going to, like, exactly. That was it. And it was uh, being with him, it was like the emotions were just unstable. And it was always like, okay, if I stay with you, I'm hurt anyway. And I feel like I'm alone. Yeah. Might as well just be alone. Yeah, but you you wind up in these situations where even when you're with him, you're miserable. It's like it's it's exactly. when when he's ignoring you and he's not returning your calls and he's not making you a priority, you're miserable. But even but then when you are with him, you're miserable. Like there's like there's no upside to that relationship. What are all your friends saying about your decision? Have you been asking them to see if it's validated or like what we're saying to you, which is that you did make the right choice? I did actually. I spoke yeah. to them about it even like while we were dating and they were like, Alicia, you know, you deserve better. It's like, he's not making you a priority. You should be with somebody that wants to talk to you, like, on a daily basis, wants to show you that they want you in for life. Yeah. So they all agree with the decision that I made and with what you're saying right now. How yeah. old are you? I'm 31. And how old is he? 
32. 32. Okay. So you guys are in your 30s. Uh, were you the only woman in his life? As far as I know, yes. What do you What do you suspect? I don't actually think that he, like, I want, I mean, I want to believe that there was nobody else. I really can't say, like, I can only speak for what I know and what he's told me. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling myself I was the only one. So for two and a half years, would you, like, hang out with him and his family on holidays and stuff? We never met each other's friends okay. or family. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Good call, Ross. There you go. Damn. There you go. <laughs> two, two and a half years, never met the family, never, never hung out with his friends? Never. Yeah, there's somebody. Hold on there's... a second. Go, yo, yo, yo. You never asked, Alicia? Um, It was the, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I'm not ready to meet your family, and I'm not ready for you to meet Okay, so the, what, was he, what was he ready for then? Nothing, apparently. No, no, no. But, like, you guys had a relationship based on something. So what was that something? We would hang out together. We would go on dates. We would do all the other stuff that the relationship came with. It was just not the family and friends. Hey, let me ask you this. Would he avoid taking you to certain parts of the city? Because... No. No. No, no, no. Okay, so he was fine with, with going here, there, and everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But like he never he never said, Hey, me uh me and the gang are going out on Friday, there's like eight of us going for dinner. When you get off work, shoot me a text to let you know where we're going. No, he never did that. Yeah, okay. Uh, not that that needs to happen, but the avoidance of it after two and a half years is very odd. Yeah. It's very odd. I think you, you 100% did the right thing. That's the that's the, the, the big one for me. And also blocking him uh, on your phone, like all contact, all social, like great job with doing that. Do you know if he's been trying to, like either through friends or whatever, trying to reach out to you to try to get back together? Um, I don't know. I mean, I had to block him on literally everything because yeah. when I had blocked him before, like the last time we had broken up, he found me on like LinkedIn. Oh. Jeez, when you're going after the LinkedIn. Yeah, that's desperate. That's real yeah. desperate. Uh, it sounds like he's hiding something, and whether that's guilt or something, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but the that kind of avoidance for two and a half years and never meeting his friends or his family, there's, there's something going on with him that he doesn't want to either face or he doesn't want to have to answer questions about. Yeah, I don't know. I just found it kind of like he was acting like the coward that you couldn't face me. You had to ignore me for like days yeah. at a time. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't need this guy. You yeah. don't need this you guy. You made the right choice, Alicia. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, 100%. You take care. You too. Thank you guys so much. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. As my uh, Guyanese family would say, What's that mean? Let's talk. Let's sit down to talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, let's chit-chat. Okay, let's so gossip. Let's, let's talk Bachelorette last night. And... I didn't think that I could possibly be turned off Bachelor more no. than I was after the sort of Claire debacle and the naked dodgeball and everything else. But last night's episode, like, really. Yeah, because really, I went to bed. Really put me over the edge, man. Um, after I went to bed at 830 last night. Okay. So it was after the first group date. And so, even that part, I was like, Bleh. okay. So it, it, it came down to two things last night, and both of them were just three. There was three main events last night, and all three yeah. of them were kind of gross or just dumb. Um, they're really struggling not being able to travel to really cool places because yeah. now they're just coming up with these really. Uh, I don't even know how to describe these competitions. So the, fir- the the first competition that they had was to determine um, the real ass man champion 
So one of the guys was going to be crowned a real ass man. And it started off and they had to do a couple math questions and then they had to do a quick spelling test. <laughs> then, it, then it came down to feats of strength where they took two guys and put a rope around each of their waists. And then they had to try and like tug of war each other to get to some flowers. And then they had to make breakfast. And then it was determined <laughs> who the real ass man was. But yeah. if real ass man, if I've said it enough. Or grown ass. Was it grown ass or real ass? Was it grown ass man? What was it? Grown ass man? Yeah, grown ass man. So. Sorry, my bad. But anyway, here's here's the here's all the times that the guys had said grown ass man. Yeah, I think I'm you know in the sort of upper echelon in terms of being a grown ass man. Does a grown ass man not compete in a physical competition? I feel confident that I'm a grown ass man. That's not the kind of grown ass man that she needs to be with. I have you know all the confidence in being a grown ass man. You know, part of being a grown ass man is you know being romantic. You know, grown ass men have manners. The grown ass man is somebody who is kind. I think it's up to her. Who is a grown ass man? Being a grown ass man in my mind. Grown-ass men don't do that thing. To being a gentleman and a grown-ass man. I'm looking for a grown-ass man, okay? (laughs) Okay, so anyway, uh, Bennett wound up winning the grown ass man uh, title, and Ooh, Mr. Harford, and he didn't do the physical challenge, and he failed the math questions, but he got in a bath. He couldn't spell the word and limousine. He, and he couldn't spell the word limousine. <laughs> so there, there was a whole thing there, but then it it got into this area where they had them physically fight, mm-hmm. and there's. In the house, there's two people that really dislike each other. Um, Chasen, which is not a name, and Ed. And they really have it in for each other. And so they set... <laughs> they, it is not a name. So they set up, they set up a cage. Like it's cage fighting. Uh-huh. Okay? Like an octagon? Like it is a square, but okay. they made a fence around it, right? Okay. And so they set it up and they made they make guys fight for Tasha like physically fight they're throwing each other around and getting hurt yeah like physically fighting so this was Chris explaining to the guys that they're gonna have to beat each other up and you're gonna hear after that uh, Tasha oiling all the guys up and getting ready getting them ready for battle do you think they're ready to go big time like a prime time event yeah then let's do this you guys are gonna wrestle tonight. In front of a live audience. Oil it all up. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Looking good. Really excited to see these guys wrestle. All in a controlled environment and oiled up. I'll just rub you all down then. Perfect. Oh, yeah. This is a girl's dream, honestly. I think it's going to be fun, and I want to see some good, healthy competition. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, boy. and they knew that there's beef between Jason and Ed in the house. These yeah. guys hate each other. So, don't they set it up where these two are going to have to fight? No. Right. And then Ed goes to Chris and is like, "I got bad shoulders. I can't fight." And so he doesn't fight. And then she says, "Is anybody else here?" Because the other group of guys that weren't on the group date were standing there cheering them all on. And she says, "Is anybody else here willing to fight for me?" And then Noah jumps over the fence and then they oil him up in his jeans and then <laughs> right super weird dude shirt and, on or no 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 shirt mustache jeans oiled he looked like he looked like goose from top gun in the in the volleyball scene okay Great scene, by the way yeah and then so he fights and he gets tossed around and then Tasha says you can now continue on with the group date with the rest of the guys even though you're not part of this group because I like that you were willing to fight for me so now it comes down to the fact that she's giving preferential treatment to guys that are willing to actually physically fight other men in order to get her attention 
attention. Oh, it is so wild really to me. Stretching with this series, uh, this season, huh? Then in one-on-one time yeah. with Tasha and Noah. Noah's the guy with the little mustache, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so they start kissing, and then she says, "I don't like your mustache. Go shave it." No, she so, does l- listen not. Listen to this. Listen to this. You know, Noah. Yes, ma'am. There's one thing. You don't like mustaches. No. How <laughs> <laughs> okay. did you know I was getting towards that? I'm not, it's not that I don't like it. But I wonder what you look like without that thing. You know, like what if it would be like fun if they like shaved it off or something? Tonight? I don't know. There's oh no rules. Oh my God. Could you imagine if, because this is where my head goes. I always try and do the reverse. Could you imagine if it was The Bachelor and he was sitting there with a woman and she leans in and starts kissing him and goes, and he looks at her and goes, you know what? You wear too much makeup. What I'd like you to do right now is go up to the bathroom and wash it all off and then we can kiss. Never Could you happened. imagine that? Never happened. Could you freaking imagine that? It would never happen. That and person then, would be canceled. And then so he, he goes up and gets a razor and brings it down to no. her and she shaves it off him. Oh. And then he's all rashy and red oh, and I was no. a whole mess. But that episode last night. No aftershave night, or anything? No, nothing. Just dry oh. too, yeah. right? Oh, dry? Like it, was, it was one of those like a half oh. electric, half not electric and he's all rashy and red and sore. No. Yeah, and so once he's all irritated, then she's like, now nah, let me kiss you, right? And ah, you could tell gross. it was uncomfortable and there's hairs everywhere. Like, it's just not good. It's just not good. But the guy who was, like, willing to fight other men was the one who then got the rose. But we'll still watch next week. Absolutely, <laughs> I will. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, the Kevin Hart comedy special dropped midnight l- two nights ago. And mm-hmm. not a lot of people watched it, like, it was I don't know. It wasn't like The Crown where people stayed up super late to watch Kevin Hart. No, I didn't. Uh, but all the reviews I'm interested, and though. reactions sort of started flowing in all day yesterday and the official reviews are not good. Oh no, really? And I would say that the fan reviews are even worse. Oh, don't tell me that. So I believe the Guardian said uh, Kevin Hart stand up. Kevin Hart has his say on celebrity culture and COVID, but not the Oscars controversy and ends up buffering his own ego. The LA Times said Kevin Hart's tepid new Netflix special will satisfy no one. That was their headline. And the fan reaction is just as bad. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And I'm such a big fan of Kevin Hart. And I was looking forward to this stand-up special for so long. Somebody had tweeted that they were convinced it is ex-wife was the one that wrote all his jokes because he hasn't been funny since they split. Oh, no! No, 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 no. And I listen, I have a couple of clips that I want to play for you. I listen to, like, a few of, and to me, it's just like, I don't, I I don't expect Kevin Hart to be sort of genius. I just expect him to be humorous. Uh Uh-huh. And but I think that the problem was is that he called this no F's given, yeah. right? Which is the name of the special. So you were hoping that he was gonna There's go zero through F's given. zero F's given. Yeah. So you were hoping that he was gonna go through and talk about the Oscars controversy when he had yeah. to step down, that he was gonna talk about all of this stuff and then just say, Here it is, deal with it. Right? Uh-huh. But he doesn't. Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff that he doesn't talk about. Um, so what does he talk about? So he gets into he, he plays a bit about COVID masks. Cause I actually thought that this was kind of funny. I don't know. In the beginning, I didn't know what mask to buy. I had a regular mask. My friend told me, hey, man, that ain't the right mask. The vid gonna get through that mask. That mask ain't gonna protect you against the vid. Are you serious? I'm serious, man. You gotta get the N95s. Oh, sh**. Went on the website. I bought every N95 I saw. 
I spent 20 grand on N95s. <laughs> Went outside the day after I saw a with a cup on his face. Wasn't even a with a bra strap. What the f that's not an N95. That's an eight-cup bra. What the hell just happened? He didn't spend 20 grand on that. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, that's I funny. Know, I know. I'm so looking forward to watching this. I know, this. I know. And it, and, it was, and it was shot actually in his house. Like was it, it really? Was, yeah, it was. It was his actual house. Because that's what we were saying. That they that shot it. this in. And a lot of people had a hard time with that. They're like, if Kevin Hart's living in a house big enough to hold a, a like a, a comedy show. A crowd, yeah. A crowd. Like, how bad can his life be? Because I, a lot of the stuff he's talking about is sort of his own privilege. And I think right. that that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Because I don't know if that's necessarily the tone you take for a comedy special during COVID and... And everything else. Because when going I saw the trailer, on, right? I thought, did he really let people in his house, or did they build a set to make it look like the inside of no, the house? And he just the, said, "Hey, it's, it's my house." Yeah, no, it's it's his basement, apparently. Wow. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a nice ass basement. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know a lot of people uh, were turned off by that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know I'm why. Like, bro, Give me your designer's contact info. Uh, there's another clip if you want to hear the other clip too. Oh, I don't think course. it's as funny as that. I don't like people. I said it. Cats out the bag. I don't like people anymore. You won. You beat me up. You won, man. You know how? Because you guys have managed to up the best job in the world, man. At one point in time, fame was the most sought after and best job on the planet. If you didn't have it, you wanted a piece of it. You wanted to taste a little bit of it. I got it. I got to the highest level of it. And then you me. Oh, you me good. Oh, this generation me good. Everything's got to be compromised. Everything's got to be videoed in this generation. If it's not on video, it never happened. That's how this generation lives. Yeah. So anyway, right? So there's a lot of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's that a lot of like yeah, in game. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot more of that. Than Whatever, man. The, I'm still gonna yeah, watch. Yeah, of care. course. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Renee. It's Roz Mocha. How are you? <laughs> so Renee reached out to us, Roz, because uh, her son is celebrating his birthday on Sunday. Oh, yeah? Hi. How, how old are you? What's, first of all, what's your name? Drake. Drake. Drake, how old are you turning on Sunday, man? Ten. Oh, good age. Big age. Yeah. Uh, question for it's Renee. Really Did you name Drake Drake because of Drake? <laughs> no, I definitely did not. Oh, okay. Oh, definitely did not. <laughs> but I do love Drake. So he does adore him. Yeah, yes. he is a big fan. Now, Drake, we understand that uh, you and your mom are uh, big fans of the Razamoka show and you listen every day. And yep. I also understand, I heard from your mom that you have some questions for the Razamoka show. Yep. All right. Um, my, fir- my first question is what is your favorite video game? <laughs> You know what? For me, at least, especially right now, I love any of the uh, NHL games. Oh, you nice. do, huh? Yeah, any of the NHL 2K games, and especially NBA 2K. Love! Um, I've been playing, I used to play a lot of older sort of video games and I haven't played video games in years. And then Roxy, who is your age, my daughter, uh, we got her the switch and we play, um, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. I really like that game. Yeah. And, and then she also plays Paper Mario, the Origami Mario, which is really great. And I watch her play that. So, uh, I'm really into switch right now. Nice. How about you, Drake? What, what are your games? I like playing Beach Buggy Racing too. Good one. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, good one. Do you have a Mori? I have the original NES. 
bought, purchased in the 80s, yeah. and I still have three games. I only ever got three games. Which are? Um, the original Mario one, yep. Jeopardy from 1989, <laughs> wow. and Faxanadu, where it's a medieval game where you trade bread for coins. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sounds like so much fun. Hey, Drake, you got any more questions? Um, a second question, who makes you laugh the most? Who makes me laugh the most? I guess you're asking that to all of us. Like, like between, between all of us or just who in general makes me laugh the most? Because if it's in general, in general, my kid makes me oh, laugh. The I was most. gonna say, my son now he's three years old and he does yeah. so much funny stuff around the house yeah. that he really, really makes me laugh. Yeah, Maury, myself, I make myself laugh. Maury makes himself laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, you have any more questions? Because you said that was question Works number two. Time. What's your favorite restaurant? Ooh, oh man, that's, tough. A, tough that's a great question, dude. It depends on what, like, we're in the mood for, in yeah. our place, at least. Yeah, like, because here's my thing is that we, like, uh, we, you know, we can go out to a restaurant where, you know, there's places I like to go where I like being there, but it may not be my favorite place to eat. Like, if I, like, if I have to order food at home, I may not be ordering from the place that I actually like to go to and sit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah so that's a, that's, that's really, because like the, the place we love ordering from, I've never been to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that that's sort of the new world right now. Like there's a lot of places that I order on Uber from and I don't even know what they look like. Like I could walk by and be horrified. Yeah. I'm like, you could, some of these restaurants, I, I remember there's a place not too far from me. Okay. And, a, and years ago I would order every Friday night, I would order four sticks of chicken souvlaki, uh, those little potatoes and some rice and some of that delicious pita bread that they would give you. Right. Yeah. It was nice and warm in the tin foil and everything. And I would order this and crush it, like absolutely crush it. And then one day I was driving Roxy home from school and we passed a place and I looked inside, like we're driving by like this thing and it was like this, I don't even know, it looked like a, like a half cafeteria with like... I don't even know. It and was and what horrified. Like, it was, I was horrified. Yeah, the look on your face right, right now. Yeah, I was horrified. And you're like, what? That, my food comes from there. And then I saw the name of the place, and I was like, that's the place I get food from every single Friday. <laughs> 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 and and, and if, had I ever walked by that place, if, if like if you and I were out and you were like, hey, you want to go grab some souvlaki at that place? I would have been like, I'm never eating souvlaki yeah. ever again. <laughs> like if that's my if that's my choice. So uh, so so for me, I like things. Like I like wings. Same. I like burgers. I like pizza. And what I do is I just cycle through all the different places. Same. Yeah. Like there's one particular restaurant I will only get my pasta from. There's one, you know, for example, if I want chicken fingers and fries, I will only get them from Jack oh. Astor's. Oh, if I want I a hamburger, you. I will only get it from like a certain place. Or if I know uh, a particular restaurant does fries really well, yeah. I will only get it from that particular place. Oh, see, for me, if, if, if I want wings, I, yeah. will, I will often try a new place for wings. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. for chicken, for chalet. Swiss Chalet, Swiss Chalet. How about you, Drake? Do you have a favorite? Um, yeah, I like Subway. Oh, oh yeah, there one. you go. Lots yeah. of options. Yeah. Uh, Drake, it was amazing talking to you. Thank you to you and your mom, Renee, for listening and being so loyal to the Ron's and Moga Show. We wish you nothing but the best and the happiest of 10th birthdays on Sunday, buddy. Thanks. Thank you so much, guys. You got hey, it. Drake, 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 Drake. Between Ron's and Mocha, who's your favorite? Um, Mocha. Renee, between Ron's and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, I'll say Roz, even it out. Yeah, see, oh, this damn. is what I mean. Just <laughs> Thanks. From you know the Renee, heart. You know Renee likes me more, I know, right? I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Drake! Thank you! Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Yo, did you watch Mandalorian? 
Uh, oh my God, yes. I'll tell you why I was disappointed. You were disappointed in Mandalorian. It broke my heart a little bit. Why? Because the episode was too short. Oh, how long was it? It was like 30-something minutes. Oh, yeah. 34 minutes or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, episode yeah. one was straight up, I think it was like 54. Right. Episode two was 44. Right. And episode three clocked in at just over 30. But it was, like, really action-packed, though. Oh, it was so good. Bryce Dallas Howard directed that. She did, I know. Yeah. She also directed one of the other ones in uh, season one. I love how all uh, of the Clone Wars super fans felt so seen during all of that because no. they're introducing all those characters Clone from, Wars from and, the cartoons. And Rebels. And Rebels, yeah, That's which is lot. really great. And Katie Sackhoff is in it, who I loved. You never watched Battlestar Galactica, right? No. So she was Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. And she's so good. Like, she's so awesome. Well, she voiced that same character, I believe, in either Clone Wars or Did Rebels. She? See, I didn't know that. One of the two. See, I don't know anything about the cartoons. So here's what, here's what you do. Yeah. Well, this is what I do. My Mandalorian uh, every me. weekend, my routine is I watch the episode. Yeah. And then I immediately go to YouTube because they're all up there after the episode drops on Fridays at midnight, but all the Easter egg and secrets behind oh, and dude, here's what you see, need I to can't know. Go that deep, man. Oh, dude, I watch yeah. like a quick 10-minute video or whatever. Really, yeah. And to to find out all the information because I guess upcoming in the apparently the rumor is that um, one of the other most popular character from the cartoons, Ahsoka. What the is one that? that everyone was saying uh, it was the, the big rumor is that um, What's her name? Rosario Dawson is going to play her. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I dig it. I believe in the comp or in the cartoon, that character, she was, before he turned to the dark side, Anakin Skywalker's like Padwan. Gotcha. Okay. She cool. was learning okay. the ways of the forest, the Jedi. Uh, from him. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I'm really liking Mandalorian. It was a great episode. Man, when that thing ate Baby Yoda. Oh, but, spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my God. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You know they're not going to kill Baby Yoda. No, definitely As not. he's the whole show. Or she. I don't even know what the baby is. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a great episode. But I, I, it's it's interesting because I didn't know how short it was until you pointed out that it was short. Yeah. And it, now that I'm realizing when I watched it, it felt like a 30-minute show. It did. As opposed to an hour-long show. Yeah. And it's right there in the description when you start. Like, I just never pay attention to it, right? I, um, I just assume that it's more than 40 minutes at least. Yeah. When it comes to, to going on YouTube and all that stuff afterwards, I just subscribe to uh, the YouTube. I don't even know what you call it. Is it YouTube Pro or something like that? I don't know. What, what is it? What's it called? Where I don't get commercials anymore? Huh? On YouTube? Is it the Red account? No, I don't know. Premium. Maybe. Premium, what is what is it? it the premium? They call it, yeah. Oh, premium. yeah, there's YouTube. I get asked all the time. I signed up. YouTube. No, oh, did you really? Yeah, no commercials. Yeah. Bro. Like, okay, how much Bro. do you pay? How much? How much? How I, don't, much? I don't know. My, my, it's on a family account. I don't know how much I pay. It's on a, but I don't watch commercials on YouTube anymore. And, yeah, my, but, my, and my weekend was glorious because I spent a lot of time watching stuff on YouTube. Okay, well, come it's on. Nine, like, it's nine bucks a month because if now yeah, it's nine cool. bucks. That's it. No commercials. Okay, but here. Come listen. on. Because if you have Google Home, you have to pay for that. Oh, you do? Yeah, That's because a racket. Google Music is no longer around. Um, 
but the commercials are like. But I don't like to skip. I don't like seconds. to. I know, but here's my problem. Sometimes there's like a six second pre roll. No, 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 no. But I'll tell you what my problem is tell is me. that if you ever watch a television show, yeah. right, on YouTube. So let's say that, I don't even know, like name a TV show that you would watch on YouTube. Modern Family. Modern Family. Let's say you're watching, but no, you, you can't watch for free. So let's let's say you go okay, back. Okay, Cobra Kai, that original, uh, originated on uh, on YouTube. No, I mean a show that doesn't originate on YouTube. Oh. So let's say you're going to, let's say you watch an episode of Mythbusters. You want to go okay. back and you want to watch an old episode of Mythbusters. So you Love find Myth, Mythbusters on there. The way that Myth, Mythbusters was I should have said I found a show that was easier to say. I'm sounding like an idiot. Okay. So with What's myth, the show called again? With Mythbusters. Okay. Yeah. So the the problem the problem with, the problem is this. You can't say this. In the name Shush of the show. your mouth, okay? Okay. So you're watching Scooby Doo, right? Okay. No. You're watching you're watching Mythbusters. Yeah. And it's produced like a television show. So there's natural places within Mythbusters where they would put commercials okay oh, they would have commercial okay. breaks however when you watch one of those episodes on youtube they just randomly throw in commercials in the middle of segments so oh, it's not okay. natural when you watch those shows on youtube they just throw in commercials in the middle of a sentence oh okay and it you know really, what? I have messes, seen that. really messes with the show some of the tech videos that i watch that are like 13 14 minutes long yes like in the middle of the video at no like natural break yes. in the video it will yes. pop up like a so 10 15 seconds. I got so seconds. annoyed by the 5 second commercials that I signed up for. What's it called? Mythbusters. Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. This uh, Taylor Swift Scooter Braun thing is crazy. So when all of this first went down with Taylor leaving the Big Machine record label, which was the label that she was at forever when she sort of so came she was up. A kid. So she was a kid. And walking away from her masters. And you could understand, it was very emotional. And I understand that Taylor Swift fans, when she didn't, when she left without her masters, it's hard to comprehend that somebody who created so much would not be the owner of it. But that's the way that, deals work and it's the way that deals yeah. have always worked and it's unfortunate and it sucks and you sort of understand her fans but the legality behind everything and the way that her deal was structured it's just the way that it happens and it's yeah. a terrible story and it's happened to tons of artists in the past and you could sort of see both sides because there was the quote early on where they wanted her to stay at Big Machine and then I guess she wanted to leave and then part of leaving was that she was going to leave behind her masters and the quote at the time was that she said that she was betting on her future, mm -hmm. right? And that's why she was like sort of okay to walk away. And after a certain amount of time, she'd be able to re-record re her. if she wanted to, Exactly, right? yeah. So what happened now is Scooter Braun resold them. So oh, back he, to her? No. Oh, no, not back to her. And this is where things like it was dirty before. Yeah. But when you read what Taylor wrote, it's like beyond dirty, like it's filthy. So according to Taylor Swift, so Scooter Braun has like resold Taylor's masters for $300 million. And so she goes on social and writes this. I want to check in with you guys. I want to give you guys an update. As you know, 
For the past year, I've been actively trying to regain ownership of my master recordings. With that goal in mind, my team attempted to enter into negotiations with Scooter Braun. Scooter's team wanted me to sign an ironclad NDA stating that I would never say another word about Scooter Braun unless it was positive before we could even look at the financial records of Big Machine. Whoa. So I would have to sign a document that would silence me before I could even get a chance to bid on my own work. She goes on to say that he would, um, that when she refused to sign the NDA, she realized that yes, the masters were sale for the masters were for sale, but they were never going to be for sale to her. So he unloaded them to a, another company called Shamrock Holdings. And then Shamrock Holdings got a hold of Taylor Swift because she thought maybe we can work something out. Right? Together. Together. But after talking to Shamrock Holdings, she realizes that Scooter Braun is still profiting off her masters. So anything that Taylor does now moving forward with this company would also profit, send profit to Scooter Braun. So she's now abandoning that idea. So, so still, he wasn't planning on necessarily selling them to her. He would have if she, but before she was even, place. but before they were even given a price. Right. So all Taylor Swift's team said is, what's, is, is what's the price? What's the price here for my masters? Yeah. And they said, before we even enter into a negotiation with you and give you a dollar figure, you have to sign this NDA saying that you're never going to say anything bad about Scooter Braun before we even give you a price. Because that price could have been astronomical. Right. And Taylor... And her team would have been like, no. But then she would have already had signed the NDA. Already signed, yeah. So she wouldn't have been able to even react if he sold them what to somebody a else. Scam. What a snake, right? Yeah, that's And bad. I get it. Like, I get that at the beginning of all of this, I was like, God, it's business and it sucks. But, you know, that just happens with tons of artists. You hope the industry changes. Everything this is just else, all that stuff. Now. This is just straight up savagery. Well, what was the, how much did he sell it to the other company? 300 for? mil. Isn't that what he paid for? The whole thing yeah, in the but, beginning? Yeah, but anyway? so, so I don't know how that his deal works because I haven't heard anything from him, but he still sees profit off this, right? right. So he so made, it doesn't matter what he would have sold it to whoever for. Right. He's still making money at the yeah, end of the day. Exactly. Millions. Exactly. Millions. Oh, millions upon man. Millions. Yeah. So she goes on to say that... Um, uh, she said, uh, I have recently begun re-recording my older music and it has already proven to be both exciting and creatively fulfilling. I have plenty of surprises in store. So she is re-recording all her old stuff and was not given the opportunity to even bid oh. on her um, on her old masters. Oh, which is I actually feel bad for Taylor savage, Swift right now. Absolutely savage, yeah. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Once again, time to check in with Mayor John Tory to get some insight in what's happening in the city. Uh, welcome back to the show. Nice to be uh, with you guys. Uh, Roz, did you win? Did I win what? Sexiest man alive. I heard oh, they were coming out with the announcement, and uh, I heard that I heard that you were in the running. Stop I heard it. that. Stop. I'm, 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 heard in the, that. I'm always in the running. <laughs> I just never. <laughs> Unfortunately, you lost out to Dan lost, Levy and, uh, and Michael B. Jordan. I, I lost out again. Oh, I did. oh, Dan Levy won. I didn't know that. Well, I thought Roz was. I thought it was. I thought it was imminent. Yeah. I think Roz. You know what? More yeah. waxing. That's what I think. More, More waxing. <laughs> well, I got but, all this time. Yeah, but he's not allowed. He's got to stay indoors, right? It's dangerous out there in the streets. Well, yeah, you can, yeah, look, I. 
mean, I suggested last week when I said people should stay home, and this is serious. I really did suggest people should stay home, and I said they could watch Netflix, they could watch the Masters, which was on last weekend, watch NFL football. And I said they could even stay in bed, you know, and you never know what's going to happen if you stay in bed. But <laughs> I, I could add waxing to that list, and Roz, you know, look, there's always next year. Yeah, but Meritori, uh, people couldn't do that because they were too busy planning storage unit parties. Uh, I know, but look, in all seriousness, guys, I mean, storage unit parties, like how bizarre is that? I mean, how bizarre is it to have a birthday party in a storage unit anyway? But when we're asking people, asking people, pleading with people to stay home and not to have parties like that because you, you're bound to be in too close quarters when you're in a storage unit. And, you know, the malls were really crowded. And look, I, I know people want to do shopping and I know they want to be in malls and they're feeling a bit cooped up, but they just have to stay away from those kinds of crowd scenes. And it's one of the reasons why I'm saying we need to have more restrictions as much as I know with some people listening on KISS, that's not popular. But in the end, if we want to stop this virus, people have to stay home and cooperate with those rules and not go to storage units and not go to the mall, frankly, any more than absolutely necessary uh, and not socialize with their friends. Don't have people over. Don't go over. Just, you know, it was only two of my friends I had over. Those are two people you do not live with that have a chance of bringing the virus into your house. So, you know, that that is the message. And, uh, you know, we, we, it's, just, it's frustrating because uh, we have so much ability to control this ourselves and, and try and make it better. Mayor Tory, can fines be increased from what they are right now for those who are going who are doing the more ridiculous things like throwing a party in a storage unit. Like the person that organized that party, could they have potentially received a, a greater fine than what they were given? Well, I think the fines are pretty big. I forget the numbers, but that person was charged, the organizer of the party. And this is, again, where some of your listeners are going to roll their eyes and say, you know, does this guy never stop? But I mean, I would have given tickets to the people at the party too, because they're not supposed to be there. Uh, there's limits on groups that are supposed to be having gatherings inside. And those are limits that are serious. And they're based on a serious public health problem that is costing us lives. And uh, there was, I think you could get a ticket for like 750 bucks just yeah. for being at that party. And a lot of people would take that pretty seriously, but they didn't. And I don't control law enforcement. But I think the answer to your question is we need to see more enforcement so that people, you know, it's like everything else, drinking and driving or distracted driving. I mean, until people see other people or themselves, you know, getting a ticket, a lot of people don't wake up. And that's why we have enforcement. I mean, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't need to have any laws and any police officers at all. But we do because some people don't get the message until they get get a big fat ticket or worse. What are the what have the conversations been like so far as far as will officers be knocking on people's doors during Christmas dinner? if somebody phones and says there's too many people at that table? You know, we haven't had that discussion yet because we certainly have had the discussion that says if somebody calls 311 and says my next-door neighbor in the condo or my next-door neighbor in the neighborhood has got a huge party and there's cars all over the street and I can hear them, you know, all kinds of people well beyond the limit, and we respond to those complaints because those are complaints people call in. We have not had the discussion about what to do about Christmas dinner because that's kind of an agonizing thing. I mean, for us, in the you know, if you think about the job that, that the police have, and that I have, which is, you know, I don't instruct the police as to what to do, but no. do you decide you're going to respond to somebody calling in. Uh, you guys are both too young to know Doris Kravitz, but I think her name was Doris Kravitz. She was this kind of busybody woman who was on an old TV show, and she used to just look out her window all day and all night and phone in things because she was just a busybody. And, you know, do we want to turn into that, or do we want to sort of say, look, folks, I mean, Christmas is uh, special. It's probably our number one time to get together as compared to the U.S. where it's more Thanksgiving. Um, and, and, you know, we just have to do it differently this year. And rather than turning into a bunch of people phoning into 311, 
down on each other. So I, I hope the answer to your question is no, we're not going to do that. Um, you know, unless there's some particularly outrageous example, I suppose. But I just can't imagine that that's what we want to be doing. I can't imagine that that's what police officers and bylaw people want to be doing on Christmas night, frankly. Have you uh, have you talked to MLSE with the uh, with the Leafs and playing at home and any of any of those conversations? Even the Raptors. Raptors are going to start up December 22nd. Yeah, well, they're trying to start off. They got to start somewhere. They got to start either here in Toronto or somewhere else on the 22nd because the regular season begins then. And um, the answer to your question is yes, because all three governments and their public health authorities actually have to sign off on it. And so we're in the midst of those discussions. And the NBA submitted a very good protocol uh, to uh, to uh, you know make sure they promote safety if that happens in Toronto. And you know we have to have a discussion about that. But then also the other thing you have to talk about is you know how does that square up with all the other things we're saying to people, including me telling people to stay home. I mean, these games would be played with no fans present, but nonetheless, you have to square it all up and say, this is what we're asking people to do, and does it is it consistent with that to have, you know, basketball teams coming and going, including the Raptors? So, it's one of those things where these are agonizing decisions, none of it's easy, but we're just trying to deal with it uh, as best we can. Uh, Mayor John Tory on the Razamoga Show, one final question for you. Uh, we were talking about the, the holidays just now. Um, what are your discussions, or what are you hearing about potentially upping the Christmas holidays for students like are we looking at starting a week earlier are we looking at maybe extending it by a week yeah if I was if I was guessing I would say you'll see some extension at the end and I'll tell you why because when you have these kids home from school they're with the households uh, back to the discussion we had earlier about Christmas dinner if any of those kids are going to pick up COVID or the staff members in the schools if you gave it a little extra time into January you you reduce the risk that those kids or teachers will go back to school with the virus and spread it because if you if you extend the break into January you, you you have the incubation period pass by. So I'm not saying it's not it's not my decision, and I don't know, but I, I think it's smart that the government is considering it as much as it does provide for some inconvenience for parents. So and, and the kids like to be in school. So uh, I think it's smart that they're thinking about it, and they've said they'll have some uh, some news in a week or so. Mayor Tory, always a pleasure, sir. Thank you very yeah, much good. for, and, and for Ron, joining us. Don't be too depressed <laughs> about this year's results. I was I was rooting for you. I, I think if you take some of that the gray and the beard that I saw there when we talked yeah. on your birthday and you. you Spray that out. I think that might spray put you better for next year. Yeah, spray, spray it out. out. And then wax the rest of it. Maury <laughs> <laughs> will do the waxing for you. He'll do a fine job. We'll hurt a bit. Bye, guys. Bye. Mayor John Tory, everybody. Thank you, sir. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, hey, Justin Bieber recorded Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree for Amazon Original Holiday Playlist. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree at the Christmas Party. What do you think? I like it, man. I like it, man. You know what? His Mistletoe album, the Christmas album from yeah. like forever ago. Yeah, yeah. I really dig that yeah. album, man. Yeah, it's like about this. time we got more uh, Christmas music from Bieber. Something fun. Doesn't it yeah. sound weird to hear Bieber sing something fun? Big like, time. It's very odd. Yeah, uh, and speaking good. of rocking around the Christmas tree, the uh, Rockefeller tree, the famous tree heading to New York City's Rockefeller Center. It's making its way to Manhattan, the 23-meter Norway spruce this year. Mm -hmm. 
that will, uh, it's really the anchor of New York's holiday tradition. Uh, the tree was donated by Al Dick of Daddy Al's General Store. It will be set up at uh, Rockefeller Center on Saturday with a tree lighting ceremony to follow. Nice. So there you go. It's the guy's Daddy Al's. It's <laughs> a great store name. What's your name? Al Dick. Daddy Al's general store. They call, I'm buying, me, they call me Daddy Al. Yeah, I'm buying everything from that guy, man. Sounds legit. But, but I'm sure in New York, they're telling people, hey, we're lighting this tree and it's going to be set up for New York to enjoy. Yes. But stay at home. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, George Lucas apparently wanted a very different Star Wars when it came to the episodes 7, 8, and 9 in 2015, 2017, and 2019. Hmm. This, according to a new book called The Star Wars Archives, 99 to 2005. Leia was meant to be featured as the lead in all three movies, reconstructing the Republic and eventually becoming the Supreme Chancellor. In that scenario, Leia ended up being the chosen one, they say. Hmm. Leia was going to be the big payoff in the final film. Prior to Carrie Fisher's death, she was going to be the last Jedi, so to speak. Uh, Lucas would have also featured Darth Maul predominantly as the big bad of the trilogy, the, quote, godfather of crime, the Star Wars universe who takes over after the fall of the Empire. Darth Maul, as we know, got killed in Phantom Menace. But he has he got sliced in half. I know, but he has re, <laughs> but but he reappeared. He re, he repaired himself in the animated series in the Clone Wars, and then he also showed up in Solo: A Star Wars Story. So the plan was always to have Darth Maul return in George Lucas's world, right? How do you repair himself? He sliced in half, clean. I don't know, man. How did Darth Vader repair himself? He fell in lava. Yeah, with his heart. <laughs> Darth Maul didn't love yeah. anyone. Okay, I don't know. What his torso crawl to his legs and be like? Man. I don't know. Okay. Needle and thread. I don't know, man. So yeah, buddy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the director of the original Home Alone thinks that the upcoming reboot is quote a waste of time. Agreed. Uh, Chris Columbus, who directed the original film in an interview with uh, Insider. He called plans for a reboot, a waste of time, saying, what's the point? I'm a firm believer that you don't remake films that have had the longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to create lightning in a bottle again. It's just not going to happen. So why do it? Mm -hmm. I agree with him. Yeah. It's the perfect movie, and it still holds up. Completely. It's, It's not even like you have to put some sort of sensitivity warning in front of Home Alone because times have changed. Home Alone is just Home Alone. It is. Like, you can't read. What are you going to do? How are you going to get around the fact that everyone now has cell phones and security cameras? That's the thing. Right? That's the thing. That's that's like tech, one of the the tech has advanced so much since the original Home Alone. Yes, that the movie would be over in two seconds. Exactly. Hi, nine one one. There's a burglar here. Yeah. No, it would. He would wake up and grab his phone and go, "Ma, you forgot me." Oh, or that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ma, where when, are you? Send a text. Yeah. When Roxy has she watched Home Alone? Of course. Does she ever oh, ask? You like, think I'm a monster of a father? <laughs> I've been showing my kid Home Alone. Uh, has she ever asked like why is he not just using his phone? No. Like, does she get that there weren't phones back then? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes, she gets a lot of things from history. You know, <laughs> you know not this being kid's almost 11. She's not like almost one, and right? Could, this is my thing, though, is I could understand Maury's line of questioning, right? If he had no children in his life. I have uh, no children in my life. But you grew, you have little brothers. 
Yeah, but I don't really, I don't, I didn't raise it's, them. But I'm not saying that it's, you, you, you sound like you've never t- spoken to a child before. Have you seen me talk to kids? Yeah, it's very, it's terrifying actually yeah. because you're so bad at it. Because <laughs> kids scare me. <laughs> yes, you know, kids scare you. Yes, kids terrify more. He gets Why? so nervous around children. No, I'm not, like, not like they're monsters or clowns or something. It's just that no. I don't know, like I don't, I, know, I don't want to break them. Uh, or something. Mo- it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. Maury is terrified of being judged by a child. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yes, of course it is. That's exactly yeah. what they it is. They have to like. Me. Do you remember Roxy came in one time and oh remember they God. did that? Remember they did that? We thought it would be fun to have my kid come in and Maury and Roxy go head oh. to head and telling jokes. I thought you were telling, going to tell the other story. The other story is funny. We'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. No, no, hold on. You have to do that now. You can't just leave it at Maury no, was in no, a dark no. room. Well, I, no, this is, no, 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 no. Well, that's not where I was going with this. You're the one that brought it up, man. No, okay. brought it up. No, 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 no. But you said, yeah, that's the better one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We had Roxy come in to do a joke joke off with Maury, right? And they went head to head telling jokes. It was hysterical. Everybody loved it. People yeah. were going crazy for it. And We're laughing in here, laughing in here, having fun, right? And my kid was like eight at the time. And so she was the winner, right? She was the winner. One, because she, I think she told better jokes, but two, also because she's eight. Maury was, as a grown ass man, so pissed off mm-hmm. that it went that way. That that's the way that the whole routine played out on the radio. He was so pissed off that he lost to a child. And like, I've never, he didn't speak to us for a week. For a week. I don't mean pissed off for the day. I mean, that was a Friday. He went home, had a weekend with his husband, came back on Monday, pissed off to the following Monday. Yeah. Sore loser, like Trump. Right. Yes. <laughs> now, the other story. Boys <laughs> in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> so my kid had barely met Maury before. I didn't even think she had. And we were doing the show. And oh, Mo- was she like five or maybe, six? Maybe, yeah. yeah. She had one of her first like PA days ever. And Catherine had to shoot, so she had to drop Roxy off. So Roxy came in, and we just had, we have a couch in the studio. And Roxy just like, she brings like a puzzle and a couple snacks and a blanket, <laughs> and then she can just chill, right? Yeah. Never met Maury before. And and my daughter was real shy at the time, like very shy at the time. And Maury sits in another room. And even the room he sat in then was way darker than the room that he sits in now. And we were doing something on the radio, you and I. We were talking. And so Maury, in his room, comes like crawling out to get down to like her level. So it's a pitch black room. And he just sticks like his big white face out. And he looks at my daughter and goes, do you want to come in here? <laughs> Do you want to come in here? <laughs> and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's terrifying. I know. Like, he's terrifying. <laughs> like, absolutely terrifying. Come in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, Maury will look at a kid. Maury will look at a kid and go, oh, wow, thumbs, huh? <laughs> right? And kids don't know how to respond. They have no idea what to make of him, right? I don't know how to act around them. No, I know you don't. I know you. I know you don't. Right? <sighs> yeah. Let's see how far you come up on my thigh. Let's just measure. We'll measure. So I, I uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Grey's Anatomy! Spoiler alert! Grey's Anatomy! Spoiler alert! Oh. Grey's Anatomy! Spoiler alert! There, I've said it five times now, people. You were okay? hyped for this episode last night. So McDreamy showed up. 
<gasps> Spoiler alert! I just said it five times! <sighs> he did? Yes, so that was the big secret going into the episode when they were calling for like a shocking ending. Yeah. Is that at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, um, Meredith is like, I don't know what happened to her, but she's like dead in the parking lot. She's like lying on the ground. No! And she's like not moving, not breathing, and then they call for a gurney. Did to, she get like to, shot to, or something? Uh, no, I don't know what happened. Nobody knows. It's all COVID, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so, she, and then it cuts to her on a beach, like I guess like some sort of not dream sequence, but she's in her own head. Yeah. And she's on the beach and she's there telling her Meredith story as you do at the end of the episodes. And then you just see a guy at the very, like way, way, way down the beach, waving his arms, yelling Meredith. Yeah. And then the camera pans and it just goes sort of like over the, the back of the guy's head and you see brown hair. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh God, are they pretending that this is Patrick Dempsey and McDreamy? But then they do a close up on him and it is Patrick Dempsey. Standing, standing on the beach. So, uh, Ellen Pompeo said that there's so much darkness in the world right now, and so they tried to provide a ray of light for fans. And she went to Patrick Dempsey about coming back and doing like a couple scenes, and he thought it was a great idea. Now, they also say, "Can you? Are we expecting to see more of Derek?" And the answer was, "It's more than one scene." <gasps> so, girl. girl. Season gonna be lit. Yeah, it was too Spoiler preachy last alert. night, though. It was way too oh, preachy. That show's way too preachy for me now. But I like that Derek's back. You're still gonna watch. Uh, so on Bachelorette, if you remember the promo last week when they were sort of setting up Tasha's season, yeah, there's a scene where it looks like maybe before a rose ceremony, I don't know, maybe before like a proposal, and you just hear a voice say something off screen, uh-huh. and then you just see Tasha breaking down. But you don't know what happens because it could all be editing, right? Yeah. So this is what we heard. It's only a matter of time before she realizes the truth. I can't do it anymore. So the voice was, it's only a matter of time before she realizes the truth. Now, I have no way to fact check this, but this is according to one of the sleuths on TikTok. Okay. Is that when The Bachelor released that promo. Yeah. They released the promo and it's closed captioned because everything has to be closed captioned when it comes from a network. Like you just can't release something unless it has closed captioned. So this person on TikTok had the closed captioning on yeah. while watching the promo. And that voice, when it said it's only a matter of time before she realizes the truth. It's only a matter of time before she realizes the truth. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So it, the guy voice? It, it, the guy voice. It, it, it read out what type. They typed out what he said, but they attributed that to Josh Burrell. So it said Josh Burrell, colon, it's only a matter of time before she realizes the truth. And Josh Burrell is not one of the guys currently on Tasha's season of Bachelorette. Josh Burrell is her ex-husband. <gasps> Girl! So now whether this was a clever goof that somebody did to just get clicks, mm. I don't know. I, I have no way it. of fact-checking this right now because I don't have access to it. I don't have access to closed captioning details. So just reporting Let that. Take it, this. take it for what it is. Spill this tea. It's only a matter of time before she realizes the truth. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Because do you remember when she was talking to Spencer mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week, she was talking about how she used to be married and that he cheated, right? So trifling could ass. get ugly. <laughs> now, The weekend was named the headliner of the 2021 Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, the weekend said we all grow up watching the world's biggest acts playing the Super Bowl and one can only dream of being in that position. I'm humbled, honored and ecstatic to be at the center of that infamous stage this year. So that all goes down the- Feb 7th uh, in Tampa Bay. I'm surprised by the crazy reaction. 
on social yesterday. What was the reaction, positive or negative? It was a lot of negative. Yeah? You're yeah. surprised by that? Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. No? No. Like, I think you can have the weekend. I I'm feel no ways about it. I like the weekend. Yeah. So I'm fine with seeing him on a Super Bowl stage. Yeah. But you can have, like, Bruno Mars. You can have Coldplay. You can have Beyonce. You can have Shakira. You can have Maroon 5. Yeah. But, like, what makes the weekend any different? I don't think weekend is as crossover as those other artists that you just mentioned. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think he is. Uh, damn it, Maury called down to a couple, uh, what'd you call sports bars, just to get their reaction in Tampa Bay of the announcement of the weekend doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Who's he? The weekend. Oh, oh the weekend is he? The weakened is a he. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine. Are you a fan? Uh, not really. I don't listen oh. to music like that. I haven't even, I haven't really sat down to actually listen to his music. Don't you know the song, I can't feel my face when I'm with you? Mm-mm. So who would you have picked as the halftime show? Megan Thee Stallion. Oh. Who? <laughs> the Weeknd. Never heard of him. Who would you have put in as the halftime show then? I wouldn't put anybody in. I don't like what they do in the shows. It's all about sex and everything else. I'd rather they put George straight up there and he sat there and sang. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. You know The Weeknd? Yeah. I don't know him. Oh, The weekend? Oh, I don't care. Why don't you care? Why is that not special to you? I don't really care for his music. Really? I can't feel my face when I'm with you. You Nothing? <laughs> no? Yes, I know this song. I just... I like different genre of music. Genre. I like a different genre. Oh, damn. I like a different genre. No, it'll be great. They'll do a great job. SpaceX successfully launches a four-person crew to space on its first operational mission. Four astronauts lifted off from Earth in Crew Dragon. That's the capsule that is named Resilience and are on their way to the International Space Station. The flight is the first operational mission of Crew Dragon. Uh, this is a first for NASA, what they call operational flights. Mm. Um in May, there was a demonstration mission with two NASA astronauts, um, and that launch in a capsule named Endeavor was the first time that a crewed mission have lifted off from the United States to orbit since the retirement of the space shuttles in 2011. I didn't oh. know that. Wait, SpaceX, is this the um, Elon Musk? Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, here's how that sounds. I don't trust that guy. Something's going on up there. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition, liftoff. Roger, one alpha. Godspeed, resilience. Stage one, throttle down. And uh, because of... Uh, no explosion Elon, or anything? No, because of Elon Musk's thoughts on COVID and conspiracies and everything else. That's why Space Karen is trending this morning. No. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they get up to space, you got to speak to the manager. Yep. Who's that's, the manager here in space? That's why. What kind of complaint? That's why Space Karen is trending. Uh, People's Choice Awards last night. Justin Bieber on stage performing Lonely. And everybody knows my Yeah, 
That's good. Um, and also Ellen DeGeneres on stage thanking her, quote, amazing staff. I am not only accepting this award for myself, I'm accepting it on the behalf of my amazing crew, my amazing staff who make this show possible. They show up every single day. They give 100% of themselves, 100% of the time. I love them all, and uh, I thank them for what they do every single day to help that show be the best that, that we try to make it every single day. And I know this award comes from the people. I say thank you to the people. Thank to, for all of my fans for supporting me, for sticking by me. I cannot tell you how grateful I am and what this means to me. It, it's, it's more than I can possibly tell you especially right now. Thank you so much. I am going to wipe it down with Lysol and then I'm going to put it on my shelf. I love you all. Thank you. Nah, it was the not fun. Bachelor Mansion is up for air up for rent on Airbnb. Oh yeah, because I guess because they're not they're not filming there this year. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Right, because they had to go out to Palm Springs so everybody could isolate in that. Uh, in it was that the resort. actual mansion. It is the actual mansion. It is up for rent on Airbnb. Um, ten thousand square feet, ten acres, nice spot. What do you for think? How much? Six grand a night. No, you don't think? I don't think so. No. No, it was like you and some friends and you all just like dressed up in tuxes and suits and you recreated your own bachelor pictures for Instagram inside the bachelor mansion. Still not down with that, huh? It depends. Yeah. On how many guys, how many friends <laughs> to, bring, to bring that price point down. No, no, it would be, you would be the bachelor. So you'd have to bring all women with you. Well, I'm married though. Uh, well, what? It's for, it's for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're not down? No. no. You know what? I'm surprised that the production company yeah. that runs like all things bachelor haven't already bought that place. It's, uh, it's probably cheaper for them to rent it. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, you're looking at 10,000 square feet in Agora, uh, Agora Hills for a, on 10 acres. You're looking at, I don't even know what that house no, would but cost. Even, 30 even mil? now, right? Let's say, because we don't know how long the pandemic's going to go on for. Yeah. Like if they just bought that property, right? And then they can do like a series of, they can do Bachelor. You can do Bachelor, uh, Bachelorette. You can bring back Bachelor House right, instead but no, of Paradise. But nobody's going to finance that. Nobody, they'll, they'll give you, you know, $250,000 so you can rent it for the duration of a, of a show. But no, nobody's going to pony up $30 million so you can buy this house. For it the just, long run? It, no, no, it just makes no mm. sense. Bad business. It makes no sense. I was at, I had a mutual friend who lived in Malibu and they were, they had this beautiful house. And they rented their place out for movies. And their backyard was where, like, I think it was the first two row ceremonies happened. Oh, really? Uh, for, for Bachelor, yeah. So the outside of their house was the first season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's where Larry David lived. Oh, wow. And then the inside of their house was just like a normal house. But their backyard, this beautiful view over Malibu. And that's where they did the proposal for the oh. first season. I think it was the first season or the first two seasons of The Bachelor. But when you're there, it's just like they're back. Like, you see the spot. Like, the, the whole thing goes out in this peak and then it drops off on this cliff and you just see Malibu and the ocean and everything else behind yeah. you. But when you're actually there, it's like... Disgusting? Ah, it's like the barbecue is oh. like <laughs> just off to the side. He's got old ass brooking. Yeah, right. Weeds like, in the grass. Yeah, it's like the grass is all weedy. The yeah, it was just it didn't oh, seem man. very bachelor until you walk out to that point and you put right. everything else behind you and you're like, oh my god, this is so stunning. And then you turn around and you're like Walmart furniture. <laughs> and like, it was really weird. It didn't like match it, was, it didn't the match. Perception. No, it yeah. didn't 
none at all. But uh, but you get so much money renting your place, and uh, sure. there's no way they're going to buy those. Like it's just it's crazy. So anyway, you can have the bachelor uh, mansion on Airbnb for six thousand dollars a night, according to the NYPD. 35-year-old Marquis Ventura has been arrested in connection with the random assault on Rick Moranis. You SOB, Remember not Rick. That? You don't ever touch our Rick Moranis. Yeah, so uh, they credit a, quote, eagle-eyed sergeant from the Forces Transit team for helping to solve the case. The suspect, quote, has been apprehended and charged, they tweeted. So uh, justice for Rick. They should give Rick, like, one shot. <laughs> Would it matter, though? I don't think he's not that kind of guy he doesn't want he doesn't want to take that shot the one time he goes outside you know i know i know i know he just because and the, the sad thing was is that he had been in just he had just been out of the public eye for so long and then if you remember ryan reynolds put him in that commercial yeah because ryan reynolds is such a fan it was the first time we saw rick moranis in like forever and then and a that day later news. and then a day oh. later he gets sucker punched while walking down the street love you rick moranis uh moderna says its COVID-19 vaccine was 94.5% effective oh, in yeah? a preliminary analysis, in a preliminary analysis of a large, uh, in a late stage clinical trial. The highly positive readout comes weeks after uh, Pfizer and BioNTech found that theirs was 90% effective in interim analysis. A preliminary analysis of the data of more than 30,000 volunteers showed that Moderna's vaccine prevented virtually all symptomatic cases of COVID-19. So there you go. Irma Gerd, Moderna got the vaccine. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Can you grab me the Sylvester Stallone clip there? I had no idea that Sylvester Stallone was... Showing up in the MCU in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? Oh, no, sorry, the DC, DC, the DC. What's it? What does DC call? So DCU, DCU. Yeah, yeah. So I had no For idea, what? and I thought that it was always a great idea to see where you could put somebody like Sylvester Stallone because he has that sort of heritage with him. And if you've seen, seen Stallone lately, he's like all gray and he's grizzled and weathered looking, and he's awesome. Like he's awesome. Yeah. So this was Stallone on his social. It's Saturday, and I'm on my way over to do a little work with a great director, James Gunn, on Suicide Squad 2, and I think it's going to be a spectacular effort. I saw it, and it's unbelievable. So I'm very proud to be included, and I can't tell you anything more about it because you're going to have to wait and see that, but it's going to be well worth the wait. Anyway, keep punching and see you in the movies. Did he slip up? Like, was he even allowed to say that? Yeah, so James Gunn tweeted about it, too. Uh, so yeah, on. so Sly Stallone is going to be in the Suicide Squad, which is what the was, sort of reboot, sort of sequel. Not hundred percent sure what the hell it is. He was also remember forever ago. He was a superhero in another movie. Um, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, terrible movie. I know, but that was back before they started making really good movies. No, I know before right? really good superhero movies. Because yeah. they had you. You could either make back then. You could either make a decent movie with no cast, or you could have action heroes and spend all your money on them instead of good scripts and good directors. Right? Like it unless you were James Cameron, you weren't doing. You couldn't have both. Right. And when he did Judge Dredd, like Judge Dredd was like. 
I liked it and stuff when I was younger. 95 but is when that movie yeah, came out. Yeah, but it was, it was awful. It was truly awful. And then they started making really good movies all of a yeah. sudden. And now why, why wouldn't you want Sylvester Stallone sure. to be in, in Suicide Squad? He's got that sort of bad. What was his franchise that he started? Remember his franchise? It was kind of like Stallone Fast and Furious. Oh, Expendables. Expendables. What was he in? He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He was in Guardians 2? Who was he in Guardians 2? He was? Was he really? Oh, look at that. I guess he is in the MCU as well. So he's now he's MCU and DCU. So there you go. He was? Who was he in Guardians 2? Are you sure? I don't remember him in Guardians 2. I think but, we don't uh, remember that. But uh, so oh, the new Thor movie is, uh, we know now, going to be... Um, Thor and Star-Lord from yes. Guardians because they took off at the end of Endgame yeah. together. And so in the new Thor, um, it's, it's going gonna to continue be... With that? He's gonna, they're going to continue that sort of storyline okay. with Thor and Star-Lord also because they have incredible chemistry together. Oh, big Those time. two. The, yeah. the Thor and Star-Lord together are amazing. And I'm pretty sure in the comic book world, um, Thor kind of like teaming up with Guardians was like a full series. Oh, was so they it really? So yeah. many different stories that they could tell within a movie or a series of movies. Now, but he he was Fat Thor when he left, right? He was. Okay, yeah. so he was still Fat Thor when yeah. he left. So I'm wondering how they're going to start this, whether Thor's going to be in shape or he's going to have to get in shape. <laughs> I feel like that he's going to have to get in shape. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or it'll just be an ongoing joke that he's still fat. Right, yes, yes. So anyway, so that's the latest on, uh, on that. Uh, Trump says Biden won, but then again refused to concede. So he tweeted he won because the election was rigged. And then an hour later, he made it clear that he was uh, not conceding. Last night on 60 Minutes, uh, President Barack Obama had this to say about this mess. Um, my advice to President Trump uh, is if you want at this late stage in the game to be remembered as somebody who put com country first, uh, it's time for you to do the same thing. In your view, it is time for him to concede. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think it was time for him to concede probably uh, the day after the election. The president doesn't like to lose and uh, never admits loss. Um, I'm more troubled by the fact that other Republican officials who clearly know better are going along with this, are humoring him in this fashion. Um, it is one more step in delegitimizing not just the incoming Biden administration, but democracy generally. We can so, add President Obama to the list of people with a whistle talk, huh? Oh, big time. So does that mean if President Trump doesn't concede, yeah, then the day that Biden and his wife show up to the White House, like Trump and Melania won't be there to welcome them and like give them a gift and like do you well no do you think that he's going to still be in the house with the or doors he, locked or he's going to dip lying like on the way, kitchen floor or he's going to dip like way early? Uh, yeah, who knows? There, I mean, punch a hole in the drywall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not going to be messy, but I think that by the time we get to that, there's going to be enough cooler heads in the room to sort of give it at least the appearance of some sort of transition, smooth uh, transition. Yeah, they're not going to. You're not going to have to bust in. Let us in. Yeah, you're not going to have this. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to get to that. But uh, but a wise words from Obama. Uh, apparently, women named Karen 
their online dating matches are down 31% this year, according to a new study. I wonder why. Even if they spell it different, like women are now going on there and spelling it C-A-R-E-N or K-A-R-I-N. Karen? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saren? Yeah, and it, uh, it doesn't help at all. It doesn't help one bit. Probably asking to speak to the manager of right. one of those apps. I know, it's a tough role, man. Uh, just Dustin Johnson winning the Masters in record-setting fashion yesterday with a 20-under victory. Here's Dustin. It's it's a dream come true. It's, you know, it's, as a kid, you know, always dreamed about, you know, being a Masters champion. Okay. So, but, you know, it's, you know, it's just incredible, obviously, as you can tell. Yeah, don't, don't apologize. I've got a great team who... Jesus. Oh, man. Who gives a... I can't I know. It was beautiful. It was a real, real beautiful moment. Hey, I have a question about those jackets. The yes, green jackets, sir. right? Yeah. Do they have different size jackets? hanging somewhere yes for each one of the players what you find is that just in most case. most i would say pro golfers are all between like a 42 and a 44 okay right i, I don't think that you because you don't you know the sort of sizes of the the, the people that are there Right, and or do they give you like a? It's not like basketball, where on one team you have somebody who's five eleven, you also have somebody who's seven two. Yeah, right. I would say that the majority of the people at the Masters okay. are all roughly a size 42, 44. Or is it a prop jacket, and then they size you up and they send you a proper one? In like uh, that a I don't weeks. know. That I don't know. You mean like when somebody wins a trophy sometimes, yeah. and they, it's not the one that they hand you on stage? You right. got to wait for it's your just real for one. The show, right? Yeah, I don't know. That may be their jacket, though. Mm. It may be because they put it on them, like it's their jacket. I don't think they take it away from them. I could be wrong about that. I don't know a lot about the master's jacket. Uh, Lego has released their largest set ever. Hit me. The Coliseum. Oh, yeah? How many pieces? The Roman Coliseum. Let me guess. 10,000 pieces? 9,036 pieces. Wow. 9,036 pieces. Once built, the structure stands 27 centimeters. What's that? Like 10 and a half inches high and 20 inches wide. It will retail for $719. Oh, my God. No thanks. $719 for $9,000. Thousand thirty-six pieces of Lego to build a Coliseum. I mean, cool idea. That not my, is not like, my thing. And this had to come out what, like at the tail end of COVID? This couldn't have come out in March. I know. Where we all had this kind of time. I know. Right? You can put a rush I, order on that. Nothing else to spend my money on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, seven hundred nineteen dollars for the Coliseum Lego. Damn. Uh, so there's a lot going on on the International Space Station right now. Oh yeah, like what? Yeah. So I guess. It's a thing where it's like a tradition where astronauts bring like a toy with them. For what? To just let it float around in the background because oh. it's, it's fun. And this group of astronauts brought a baby Yoda doll. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And so listen to the astronauts talking back down to the people on Earth. And I also want you to note this. Okay. Listen to how clear their sound is from the International Space Station back down to Earth. And then think about all the Zoom meetings that you have 
in your life and what they sound like. So listen now to this astronaut talking about the Baby Yoda doll. Oh, and look at that. Inside the cabin, we have our four astronauts. Five, actually. We've got Baby Yoda on board trying to take a seat right now, I guess. I know. I think that's Victor Glover's seat, so hope he doesn't mind. Yo, they, okay. got, they, they got that 6G network up there or something. Right. What's that, Maury? Yeah, and then uh, here's uh, the other clip as well. Why is there... Does NASA have, like, special kind of internet? Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe Baby Yoda's uh, trying to pilot the vehicle. Okay. Nobody can't right? see the yeah, baby. Exactly. You don't let the baby do that. <laughs> but listen to how clear that was. I That's know. insane to me. I know. And Zoom meetings every single day. Oh, glitchy my God. As hell. Glitchy. Skipping. Like, how Oh, does... never mind trying to share your screen with someone. Thank you. Right? Yes. You try to share your screen, next thing you know, the whole thing disconnects. Right. Like, I, Can you see this? No, no. we can't. <laughs> but Where'd anyway, you go? That's, that's, <laughs> what's, uh, unmute. that's what's going on with, uh, with Baby Yoda up in space. space internet. I know. Roz and Mocha Q&A. So before we get to all these wonderful questions that we have lined up for today's Ask Roz and Mocha, we have to um, check in with Bree who was on episode 202 of our podcast, where she was asking the question to you, Roz, because you're a cat person. Mm -hmm. And Bree said, we're debating getting a second kitten. We have a seven-month-old male right now. What are your thoughts? Any tips if we go ahead with it? And you had said, uh, absolutely, yeah. get that other kitten a they, buddy. They like a buddy, yeah. So what's going on with you, Bree? Hey, guys. Um, oh, you know, not much. Just hanging with my cat. <laughs> Oh! Wait, did you say cats? Yes. So we got a second one, yeah. as Roz suggested. Um, honestly, best decision ever. Yeah. Aww. Are they just like hanging out? Yeah. So the first day, we got Remy a week ago, and the first day, Rio didn't even care that there was a new animal in the in the house. He just cared that there was like new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ran into the bedroom because we like did everything you said, like prepped the room just for the new kitten and all that sort of thing. And Rio ran in and he's like, okay, cool. A friend. And like the second day they were cuddling and Aww. it was crazy. So yeah, we, uh, we definitely appreciate the advice because this was a worthy investment. Yeah, you got to get that kitten energy out. See, because we had that, we brought the baby in and our, our other cats are just like a little too old where they just don't like him. Like mm -hmm. he just, and he, all he wants to do is be loved. Yeah. Right? Like all he wants to do is the be little loved. One. The little one. I mean, who's a year now and is bigger than the other two, but he still has that crazy kitten energy. Like we have spray bottles of water like all over the house. Right? Oh, like get down from there. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. Don't, oh, my God. He's the worst. Like, he's the worst. But he's he's a, he's the kind of cat, like, he waits for his moment, right? Like I was saying, like, he, Catherine will stare at him and be like, Moo, don't you do it. Don't you do it. And he'll just, like, sit there and stare at her. And then Catherine will literally look down at her phone for one second and he'll throw something off the coffee table. <laughs> right? Like, he just, like, he picks the spots, right? But he has this incredible kitten ener energy and we, and, and it's sort of lost on the other two because they don't want to play rough with him. Yeah. And so we have to now get him all these toys. Like, we have this thing, it's an egg. 
And on top of the egg is a feather that sticks up. Okay. And it's like a droid. And the egg has a red dot in the middle of it. Okay. And it shoots a laser. And this egg moves around independently and bobbles and weaves around. Yeah. And shoots this red laser all over the floor. And it lasts for about five minutes. And then it goes to sleep until the cat hits it. And then it wakes up again and starts doing the laser thing. So we have all this stuff now that we have to try and work them out with. Like, we, it's like gym equipment, right? Yeah. Like, you have to buy the cat all this stuff that just expels all that incredible kitten energy otherwise he just goes after your things yeah so that's what we had to do but we getting an extra cat is just the best thing in the world yeah no it's uh it's been great and even though it's been a week um they're already best friends so that's super awesome to see oh it just uh, brings new energy to the house huh definitely yeah and like we it's like with remy the new one he took a while um to get used to like my fiance and i just because he's more of a typical cat uh, than Rio was, but um, like last night they were like um, in bed with us and all that sort of thing. Like it's just nice to have like that like little kitten around again. Yeah, so. that's oh, really sweet. so good. That's great. So glad it worked out, Bree. Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much for the advice, guys. You got it. You take care. Yeah, you too, Jeremy. Hello. What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good, man. What is your question for the room? Uh, my question is, what is something you learned about your partner when you guys moved in together that you love about them? Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, that's a great question. What's your answer, Jeremy? Uh, mine's a little just cheesy. I love that she gets super excited about being able to mix cereals together. Like she was only ever allowed to have one box open at a time. Yeah. But yeah. she gets super hype about opening two or three at once. Oh, uh, there you go. That's really great. Can you come to me last? I need to think about this. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I always knew that Jenna loved Christmas. Yeah. I didn't realize how much she was into Christmas until our first Christmas together. Right. And I that's one thing that I love because I see the same excitement every single year. And it's in and around the same time that it just like ramps right up. Right. She goes zero to 100 yeah. with Christmas. That's Like we spent two full days, like yesterday and the day before was all Christmas decorating. It's so good. Outside and inside. Yeah, no, it's so good. So, I, so uh, good. I just yeah. love how much she loves Christmas. Um, I'll say that a couple of things. One, Catherine spends most of her time, and I'm not saying this disparagingly or, or, or anything. Catherine spends most of her time at home in a robe, mm-hmm. like in a bathrobe. Um, and it's oversized. It's one of mine, right? Okay. Like it's, it's, we buy the same size robes because I like them to fit and she likes them huge. Yeah. So we only ever get the same size robes. So they're interchangeable, right? So it's never like my robe or you. It's, it's we just grab a robe, a, robe. A, robe. a robe is a robe in our house. Yeah. And so Catherine is always like comfy but when you're lying down she always feels like like a teddy right like she always she's always so comfortable to just sort of hug Uh, but the thing that i that is what i like about Catherine when i that i found out when we started living together the thing that i love about Catherine is that when she's in that robe she always gets hot yeah and so at some point in the evening the top part gets folded down and then she just goes out Ah, right so i look at like i get to look at boobs all day like when i'm at home which is which is perfect right Uh which is absolutely perfect i didn't know that it was going to be that kind of life where i would always get to see her boobs Uh and i'm very and i love it i love her for it i love that she gets home puts a robe on makes a tea gets too hot internally and then has to take half the robe off and then i get to see boobs like it's really fantastic she's really the perfect person damn it maury what is something you learned about 
damn it, Matthew, after moving in together, that you love about I lo- him. I love how much he loves me. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, okay. We, we can't tell. <laughs> okay. Okay. Based on the conversations we've heard. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, I like how much he loves the same music I do. Like we can go record shopping. So and really your have a love great for time. him really only has it revolves around all the things that he's adapted to you, right? Or he has taken in your interests. Talk about something that you that is clearly just very individually Matthew that you found out that he did only after you guys started living together that made you love him even more. He really loves my family. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You wow. have no answer to this, huh? Here, I'll, I'll do another one. I'll do. I was gonna. Do- here's the thing. I was gonna say Christmas because he's obsessed with Christmas. We did right. our decorations, and he. I'm not allowed to help. Like right. he does it all. He like has a rhyme and a reason to what he does, and it's awesome. Right. But I didn't want to steal your answer. Um, so I will say. I'll say this about Catherine is that she is. In, in the house, she's more the Clark Griswold and I'm more Ellen Griswold. Okay. Meaning Catherine is the one that will plug 19 things into one plug and then just pull it out and put it back in and pull it out and put it back in if it doesn't work, where I look and I just see danger, yeah. right? So she's like the Clark Griswold and I'm like the Ellen Griswold. But I think in order for a house to run successfully, it needs to, there's two two responsibilities. And one is there's the things that need to be done and then there's the things that can't be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I've come to learn that the things that can't be forgotten are actually the more important things than the things that need to be done. I always take care of the things that need to be done. A drawer needs to be tight and you got to go outside and do something. You got to call a guy to come over. You got to do whatever. It's the things that can't be forgotten that actually run a household. Um, making sure the cat gets to the vet on the day that the appointment was booked. Making sure Roxy is caught up on her dentist stuff. Making sure that the teacher has a Christmas present. Making sure my mom has a Christmas. All the stuff that can't be forgotten catherine is an expert at oh right dude, so that's I, my wife yeah so i exact. yeah so i'm i'm i take care of the things that need to be done she takes care of the things that can't be forgotten yeah and that to me is the more important of the two jobs that's my wife right there and so that is that's right up there with boobs but <laughs> but, to me, <laughs> um, but to me that's what makes sort of catherine just special in the house yeah. i love that uh, Matthew will like yell at me and threaten to divorce me for not doing something, and then five minutes later, we're good. Wow, you are really terrible at this one. <laughs> you are like, you are hey, really Jeremy, terrible. thanks so much for the great question, bro. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Right on, man. Uh, RP says here, does Maury miss stealing the fancy soap from the gym? Oh. A thousand percent, I do. Yeah. So that means now you have to go buy your own soap. I bought um, a jar of it once on eBay, and it's under the sink because I, if I run out, it's gone. How much is it? I paid sixty bucks for it. Yeah. But it retails for one hundred and ten. Yeah. Wow. God, that's expensive soap. Wait, was the bottle that you bought was it like used a little <laughs> bit? No, no, it was brand new. Oh, okay. But it was like somebody that stole it from a salon and then sold it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's a whole market for this, huh? Dark web. <laughs> Leslie wants to know if you, Roz, and you, damn it, Maury, have ever tried roti. I did. I used to live above a roti place. It's now a sushi place. But yeah. when it was a roti, I loved potato roti. Yeah, just potato. Yeah, like it's like, I don't know, there's some sort of sauce or spices in it. No, 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 but no, no, no protein? No, no, no just a potato roti. Really, huh? Yeah, yeah see, I, um, I have to, uh, if, these, if she's from Toronto, she will understand. I have lived within walking distance. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But Island Foods at 
King and Dufferin. I lived forever within walking distance to that place. And that used to be my routine when we lived in this one, when we lived in this one house, which was, that was, I would just get off and walk up the, walk up, down a few blocks uh, after I got off the streetcar, stand in line at Island Foods. And my routine was I would order my roadie and a patty and I would get, and a beer and I would get the, my beer and the patty and I would stand in line and drink my beer and eat the patty while they made my roti and then by the time I was <laughs> yeah. done by the time I was done my roti was done and I would pay Perfect. and I would and I would walk and you're home still hungry and I would walk home yeah so that well, was yeah, that was the patty's a snack that was the routine right is that I would go and order everything to go but I would stand there oh, I would stand so there and have a good. beer and a patty while they while they made it I've heard and a Mocha and Climax talk about island food island food so Island foods. Great. you know they listen to this show yeah, right do they when they're still yeah. around I thought no the one at King and Duffy is gone that was like the OG so fantastic because that was prime area yeah. during Carabana as well, right? So Carabana weekend, the lineup for Island Foods was, I don't even know, it was 400 people long. Like it was cr- it was crazy. They do have another location up near where ET Canada. They do, Don Mills, is. right? Yeah. yeah, up on Don Mills. Yeah. That's their other location. Yeah, oh, but wow. uh, but so yes, to answer your question, and I'm a huge, I'm a huge uh, fan. Now, how do, how, what do you like in yours, Mocha? What's Mine, your, yeah. I, like if I'm eating like, out somewhere, yeah. I will always get goat. Really, huh? Yeah. Is it kind oh, of? I guess it's favorite. just like a Jamaican crepe. Huh? Like a Jamaican <laughs> crepe. Chef, you want to join this conversation um, real quick? Okay, but hold on here. Okay, <laughs> come on. No. Don't argue me at this. No, it's like a Jamaica pocket, right? <laughs> it's um, it's it's no, but it's like a like a crepe on because it's like crepe material. No, it's crepe more material. Like... No, it's not. A crepe is a pancake, bro. What is? Oh, the... oh, oh! I know what it is. Jamaican falafel. What in? No, the white it's not a falafel. Falafel's like a ball. Like, no, no, no. The the concept of falafel with the pita and the sauce and the balls. No, but no, not at all. Not you no. could not be any more here's, wrong. Okay, here's. No, I'll, 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 you you guys. I might leave. I'll, I'll explain <laughs> it. <laughs> Okay, I'll explain it the way that I can explain it to Maury. Okay, okay white, yeah. guy to, white guy to white guy, okay, right? Yeah. And then we'll have some milk, and then you guys can... <laughs> and, then, okay, and then you guys can explain from um, Guyanese and Guyanese to white guy to white guy. Uh, so, Maury, you take a... Oh, ro- I know what it is. You, you take a roti, right? I'm just Which trying is a to big thing. I'm just trying to compare it to a white food. No, no, no. This is what it is. Okay, there is no comparing it to white food. Okay, what you do is you just take this big giant thing, right? And then you put everything that in the world that is delicious in the mm-hmm. middle of it and then you wrap it up into a nice little package into a little square okay so it's i would say as far as cultural stuff goes okay the idea of taking deliciousness and wrapping it up in some sort of thin bready type starchy thing breakfast burrito i, I would say it's more burrito than it is anything else right like it, it's the the sort it's the idea of taking everything that's delicious wrapping it up and then eating it right so, like, I mean, I wasn't wrong with Jamaican crepe. Well, it's not a falafel, though, man. No, Jamaican crepe. <laughs> no. Okay, no. now you guys, please. No, please. so my, I was also going to say, similar to what you said, think of a burrito. Yeah. Right? And then you take your curry, you take your, your chicken or beef or goat or whatever, and your potatoes, if you choose to have potatoes, and your hot sauce, and to have it all <sighs> in there. Shem? However, <laughs> yes. however, at places, at restaurants, um, the way they make it and they wrap everything inside... Mm. Like, growing up, I never had it that way. I've only ever had it that way when I'm ordering at a restaurant. Yes. The typical way at home is that 
you have all your your stuff on mm-hmm. a plate, and then on a smaller plate, you have your roti, and then you just break a piece off. Oh, so it's like curry. Exactly. You eat it like a curry, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. you, you, yeah. you scoop and you dip. Like dipping your dipping your pita in hummus kind of style. I'm no, really it's like dipping it in curry. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to understand. But it, you don't have to you don't have to <laughs> rationalize it more. It's very much just like a curry. <laughs> now, the one time I had the potato roti, uh-huh. um, I ate it with fork and knife. Is that right? You eat any way you want, man. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. when it's because I'll say this: there's a couple places that'll deliver roti, right? Yeah. And it comes in a square box, but they build it so it fits perfectly in that box, and you have to tear off the side of the box and slide it out of the box onto a plate. There is no way to pick it up. Like if you pick and it sometimes up, sometimes it's way too hot. It's way too hot, and it's mm-hmm. way too big yeah. and way too wet. <laughs> right? <laughs> like you can't. I find it interesting the way that both you and Maury say uh, roti. Yeah, I say roadie. Yeah, you guys yeah. add like a D. Potato roadie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. I, I get, I get, I get help for it. People call me out on it. It's but okay. what am I going to do? It's right? Not, not now I'm hungry, man. Now I want yeah, one. Yeah. Do you? No more. It's not a falafel. I know. I really. <laughs> you bring in roadie, and I'll bring in something Jewish. I'll bring in kishka. What is kishka? It's uh, basically, it's like pate kind of shoved into a ew, like sausage pate. So it's pate shoved into a kind of like a lining. What lining? A lining of what? Uh, like, did you just describe a hot dog and you don't want to say hot dog? <laughs> no, but it's a different kind of meat and it's shoved into kind of like sausage lining. So do you mean casing? Casing. Don't say lining. <laughs> That's awful. So what's the meat? I don't want to be misquoted, so I'm just going to say meat. Okay, so hold on here though. But you are going to bring in you're going to bring liver. in sausages, right? No, no, kishka. Kishka. Yeah. And you eat it how? Oh, you just fry it. You eat it like a hot dog. But do you put it in a bun? No, you eat it with fork and knife on a plate with the gravy. Why not? You, so hot dogs oh, and gravy? You want to see Jewish hot dogs and gravy? <laughs> no, but it's long and thick. It's kind of like a like a roll. Right. My or brother bought my brother bought me a fancy sausage for my birthday. Yeah. And? I got to tell you, it sucked. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So here's what it was. I didn't even know what to do with this thing. It was so big. Put it. I just. I put it all in a pan and I tried to cook it and then it didn't work well. So then I had to cut it all up. But it was a sausage made from... So, you know, the sausage casing, right? Yeah. So what they did was instead of just, instead of grinding up all the sort of meats and the fats and everything together and putting it in the machine, putting the casing on and having it go through, what they did was they stuffed this sausage casing with actual big cubes of like pork and then separate oh. pieces of fat that were oh. all stuffed into this sausage casing. So in order for it to be even remotely edible, you have to really, really cook it so that fat melts and then just so like gets all meat. gets all inside. No, it's pork though. It's like ham, big chunks of like ham in this thing. But it was it was seasoned really, really weird. And I didn't know what to do with it. So I cooked it like a regular sausage and then I cut it open and I was like, it just turned into little square pieces of ham as opposed to sausage. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this thing. So what you eat it with? And then I go to my brother. I was like, I was like, hey man, you gave me this sausage. I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, how do you cook it? He goes, I never have. You <laughs> <laughs> just thought you'd like it. Yeah, you just thought I'd like it. Here, Maury was saying I just uh, ate it with mustard. Kishka. This is what it looks like. Just a giant sausage. Oh, yum, right? Oh, but it's gray. Yeah, it looks really gray. Oh no. No, that one in the that's almost purple. <laughs> here, look at this gem. Oh no. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. But like, look at this one here. No, 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 no. That no, looks no. like uh black pudding. Blue. Yeah, a little bit, like yeah. A little bit. No, no, but you close your eyes and you stick it in your mouth and it tastes great. Okay, <laughs> hold on here. Okay. Hey, you know what I made over the weekend? What? 
I was, uh, I was like, I, I got to make something that I never made before. So I made beef stroganoff. Mm. Oh, and? Mm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah? So good. Beef stroganoff is like, you ever had beef stroganoff, Sean? Never. Never. Mm. So beef stroganoff. Okay, so you start off with... Um, it's wiggly noodles. So it, you use the, the no-yolk noodles. So you use egg noodles, but I use the no-yolk. You know that they come in that separate bag? Yep. They're called, oh. yeah, so you use yeah. those, right? And so in one pan, a ton of butter and a little bit of olive oil, and then you put your onions and a ton of garlic in there, right? And you start, you start mixing all that around. You get those onions, all sort of whatever. Um, ground beef goes in there. You can use steak afterwards. I just wanted to make a straight-up ground beef because it's, sort of like, mm. it's sort of like Chef Boyardee at this point. So then the ground beef goes in there. Once you get all that, you salt and pepper it. Then you pour in a little white wine to get all the stuff off the bottom, and then you, you burn down the white wine. Then you throw in... In some Dijon mustard and some thyme to season it, right? And then as you're doing it, then you throw in beef stock and then you mix all that together and you start reducing that. Once it starts to reduce, you throw in like two tablespoons of sour cream and you mix all that together really? and, then, and then it becomes this super creamy kind of mustardy garlicky thing. And then you throw the egg noodles in there after they're oh. cooked and you mix it all up and it's like... It's, it's, you know, when you would buy those like packages where you would just like hamburger helper almost, oh, right? Yeah. This is like, bro, that. it's high end hamburger helper is what it is. It is like bougie ass hamburger helper. And I made a pot and it was like, I destroyed the biggest bowl I've ever had in my life. And really? then Roxy ate it for th three meals afterwards. Really? She yeah, loved it that much? Yeah. Like, oh, and I'd man. never made beef stroganoff before. And oh my God, if I'm not going to make this all the time now. The last time I had beef stroganoff, I will never have it again. It was the absolute worst. Really? So my dad was in the hospital. Yeah, and he ordered dinner, and fell asleep. So when his dinner arrived, I'm I'm not gonna. Why should it go cold? So I ate his dinner, and it was beef, beef stroganoff, but it was hospital beef stroganoff. Yeah, see, it's not good. Don't compare that to what I'm doing here, Molly. <laughs> I'm making I'm making I'm making magic, and I know the people listening right now. They're gonna say that I forgot the most important thing in beef stroganoff, which is what everybody does: is they fill it all so full of mushrooms. Uh -huh. Which I, you know me, you. I never put a mushroom in anything because yeah, they're, like they're vile. Don't like it. Meal. Yeah, so. Uh, so no mushrooms, but that's a beef stroganoff. It tastes like really high-end um, hamburger helper, basically. So, and you can put cheese in it if you roti. want to. I'll bring in kishka. Ross will bring in. I'm not eating kishka. Stroganoff. I'm looking at kishka right now on my screen. I'm not Tell eating this. I will go, go my whole life without ever eating kishka and be probably real happy. Like there's <laughs> there's one where it's just sliced in, and then there's. Oh, a, have the, you ever like had a, liver and onions? It's disgusting. No. Oh, that's good. You know, liver? I'm more, I've had liver. Yeah, you like liver? Up. Yeah, my mom oh. used to cut it up in like little squares. Have you ever had tongue? Yeah, that's, I didn't say that. Nope, just, <laughs> just who, liver. Uh, Beef who tongue made, is the best. Who made Who made liver for you? My mom. Really, She huh? used to cut that bad boy up into like little squares and then give it to me in this little this little bowl and I used to eat it all the time. Really? Liver was, oh, uh, oh There's no, a restaurant I not can't. far from here a few years ago that I used to go to for liver and onions. It was the best. Ew. Okay, hold on. <laughs> God, what kind of life? <laughs> I know. I know. That's who, a weird, who, boring who, ass it's in like a real hard day at work and it's like, God, you know what? I got to go to get some liver and onions. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like you're building cars in like 1950. Like you just like, you, you leave the plant, you and the guys and you go, you stop, at, stop off for liver and onions on your way home. 
like you should be much older than you are. The stories you tell, like you, like the stories you tell about life. And, it's like and, you've lived a, it's a like, life, a yeah. nine years. It's, it's like every now and then you trip up and reveal that you're a time traveler, but we're just too busy laughing to realize it. Like nobody does that. Nobody in the 2000s went for what like left work and stopped off and had liver and onions. Like nobody. This guy did. No, it's super <laughs> weird, man. Dallas's question here, yeah. and we'll get Maury to answer first. Okay. What is the greatest power tool you own? Oh, my God. Ooh. I don't own a power tool. <laughs> you don't, huh? <laughs> no, I, all the tools I own are screwdrivers. How See? many screwdrivers do you own? Oh, a bucket full of the squares ones, flats what ones. What do you call, what, what is a, what's a screwdriver called that is, that is like, powered? Power screwdriver. Okay. <laughs> Am sure. I wrong? No, no. Or drill. Uh, or drill. Okay. Right? Yeah, power screwdriver. You can. You can My dad owns tools. But uh, you don't own a tool. Like, not a single tool. What am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. Like, no. not even a hammer? Like, some of the basics. Like, screwdriver. Oh, I have a hammer, but this says a hammer. power tool. I have a power hammer. Tool. No, I'm just asking, like, in general, right? Like, do you have any just basic tools at home? Yeah. No, it's in the in the bin in my closet, um, like, at the bottom of the closet with the shoes. So if we need something, I take out that. There's sh shoelaces in there, Allen keys, a hammer. That's a craft kit, not a toolbox. <laughs> Cable ties. Now, different size of Allen keys or all the same size? They're all from Ikea. Yeah. They're all the same Allen oh, okay. keys. So I never throw Allen, no. I've never thrown an Allen no. key. You never all, know he always again. has one. It's just one size Allen key. Uh, Mocha, what's the, most, what's, what's the best power tool that you I own? I would say, like, in terms of usage, would definitely be my drill. Mm -hmm. I did buy a miter saw recently that I started mm -hmm. using. Mm -hmm. That's going to become a new favorite. Um, but so far, it's my uh, my power drill, my impact drill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say those. Jeez, I'm going to say I, yeah, I mean, my drills are my drills, right? Like, that's fine. My my sawzall, I, it's to me, when you have to tear something down, like a reciprocating saw is mm -hmm. just does the job that nothing else does. So I love that. But I will say for taking care of something quickly that I hate doing. To me, that's where my power tools come in, right? Mm -hmm. I love my saws. I love the drills. I love everything. But the thing that I get the most satisfaction from because it's fast and it does a job that I hate is my leaf blower. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good I have, one. I have two of them. Do you? Yeah, I have two of them. And I love leaf blowers. Yeah. I love I, I use that. them for everything. They clean off the driveway. Oh, yeah. They get rid of debris. Like all that, all those little things when you have a deck and whatever else. Like I'm not going to go sweep the deck. Yeah. Right? I don't have time to go and sweep the deck behind where the little stair is, where all the little bits of leaves fall. I'm out there for 30 seconds with the leaf blower and everything looks brand new. Do you like ever stand on one new. side of the driveway, have Roxy and the other? She has one leaf blower, you have another, and you try and just blow the leaves back and forth at each other? No. they Catherine and Roxy go in the backyard, and do they clean up the backyard with the leaf blower. Uh -huh. Like, they love it, right? Oh, like, totally they fine. love the leaf blower. And do you know what's ironic? Like, I don't own a single power tool, but my dad, for 45 years, his company that he works for, mm. they sell power tools and make bandsaw blades. But you don't have any interest in using it for anything, so you no. wouldn't need. But, um, no, but it, it upsets my dad to no end when I have no idea how to name anything you know what's interesting to me the way that you talk about your dad and where he works like you just said he makes tools like you he, he makes bandsaw blades right okay so your dad makes bandsaw blades in my head the way that maury describes his dad uh -huh. right in my head 
Maury's dad has Jay's job in Modern Family. Like, well, to me, Maury's dad makes closets. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because the way that he always talks about that, where he works and the guys he works with and how long he's been there and everything else. Yeah. Like, to me, Maury, like, if you if you told me, if there was, like, a gun to my head and you were like, what does Maury's old man do? I, I would 100% say he made closets. Yeah, closets, closets, closets. Yeah, closets, closets, closets. closets. <laughs> uh, Rachel says here, what fabric of bed sheets are your favorite? Mm. Do you have a different pick per season? For example, flannel in the winter and cotton in the summer. Yeah. Uh, I used to really like flannel sheets. Now um, I find that the best sheets for summer and winter are linen. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That's exactly what we have in our house. And to answer your question, Rachel, uh, in our home, we change sheets based on season so we are coming up on uh the, the colder months mm-hmm. so we're gonna switch over or i think we already switched over to flannel yeah but in the cooler months spring summer we uh, either use cotton or linen linen linen's yeah. really great they're great sheets they feel really nice on the body damn Mori? um i just know that in the summer they're the white ones and now it's the gray <laughs> ones <laughs> but like, you don't even know like material or anything no no no, no. No, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Josh has a question specifically for you, Roz. Okay, go ahead, Josh. If Roz was gay and single. Oh, shut up. Would he date Mocha? No, stop it. I'm not answering that one either. Thank you God. Weirdos. You know what? I saw this. And I was so upset that if you answered this, it yeah. would crush me. No, but I would date him, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Consider yourself crushed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Adil asks, what's one memory or moment from the show since it started uh, that you can never forget and one that you wish you can forget but never seem to? Oh, my God. I mean, I'll never forget that time, and we just celebrated the one-year anniversary of it uh, that we gave away a house on the show. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I'll never forget the time where we did like a straight up game marathon mm-hmm. uh, for hours and hours and hours and gave away $25,000. I like that too. Yeah. But no, you have a personal memory, like, you know, something that you enjoyed that you talked about on the show, maybe. Not a concept. No, I'll never forget. Uh. I'll never forget the first time um, Mocha tried Maury's mac and cheese. Because oh. I, I don't know if I've ever laughed that hard. Everyone, <laughs> my, my so life. disgusting in my oh life. My God, Remind people, so Maury, what, what do you put in your mac and cheese? It's so funny. I made it over the weekend. So your normal box of mac and cheese, but yeah. then you also add in uh, tuna, a hard-boiled egg, um, corn, ketchup, <laughs> and one teaspoon of water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the water that got to me, guys. <laughs> corn. <laughs> Ketchup and tuna and egg and mac and cheese. So Mocha ate that. Maury brought it in because Maury legitimately loves it and eats it all the time. And um, Mocha was eating it. And Maury had this look on his face because for there was one second where Mocha actually might look like he was expressionless. And so it could have gone either way. We all knew which way it was going to go, but Mocha was expressionless. And Maury, I looked over at Maury and he had like a sense of optimism. Like he was very, I was for, optimistic. One, for one second, he was optimistic. And then I remember I asked Mocha what he thought and he said it tasted like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on Maury's face where he was just... Like, absolutely <laughs> crushed. Uh, so I'll never forget that. That was one of my favorite moments that we've um, that we've done on this show. I always, oh, I always remember you know that what? moment. I I'll always never, remember that moment. I'll never forget. You remember when Prince 
uh, William and Kate were getting married. Right. And then we <laughs> we were doing like a oh, like yeah, a royal we wedding. Did a, we did a royal wedding in, in here, here right? but then things started getting a little out of hand, and the person officiating was going a little bit too far with the ceremony. Right. And it was getting to the point where if they continued, it would have been official that you and I were married. Right, right. And yeah. I wasn't down with that at all. Yeah, that was interesting too. I completely forgot Remember about that. Remember when we had an actual like real judge come in when we had a trial over uh, my mustache? It was an actual judge. Yes, that's right. Because her husband you, dropped her off in a Bentley out front. Right. Yeah. yeah because you were welching on a bet, right? I don't. Well, sure. Maybe. Yeah. Is welching? A, is that? I, I. I haven't said welching in forever. Is that like, is that like a bad an term now? Racist thing? I don't know. Is, <laughs> I don't know. It, is it racist or anti-Semitic? I haven't said if I, if I if it's offensive to anybody. I'm sorry. I haven't said <laughs> welching in forever. I just didn't know what else to say. Uh, Damon Mori, anything for you? Um, I, Memories or moments that you either you can't forget for for good reasons or for bad. The one moment I wish I could forget is when Keanu Reeves, when I played a clip on the show and I forgot to censor my swearing. Oof, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And that was early. That was like right when you started working I with know, us, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. So that was upsetting. Memory or moment I would love to remember forever. Just personally, I love that you would love to remember, so you don't remember it. But <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell like, the story about it, okay. <laughs> which is what <laughs> the time, uh, the time I was. You know what? I totally forget what it was for. But the time I think it was. <laughs> okay, what do you think it was? <laughs> Either I was getting married. Or my 40th birthday and my dad wrote me a nice letter and I read it, I opened it and read it for the first time on the radio. But now I can't remember what it was for. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it for Father's Day? No. 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 Wasn't it when you got a dog? When you were getting a dog? It was when I was getting a dog. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and his dad was oh, going on about that like... That happened less than a year ago. <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, all the times Maury cries. I like. I love it. I there's. It's every moment is so fantastic because he cries over the weirdest stuff, and that's why I don't mind laughing at it. Right? Like I. I don't mind. I don't mind having a good time with a with a good cry because it's usually you getting wildly emotional over something that is just so weird. Like streetcars. Like streetcars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they're taking off one of the last old streetcars yeah. in the city off the track. Streetcar. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, it, like, or when you were talking about missing Thanksgiving with your father, but only you, you, you weren't saying like I'm going to miss him and the time together. <laughs> you were, you were crying because you were going to miss the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> like you cried over potatoes. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget that time when we had uh, Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk. Oh, what a dick. in here. Yeah, he was promoting the fact that he was going to be at like one of those fan expo type yeah, things. Yeah. And uh, I asked him to sign because I had my DVD copy of The Incredible Hulk, the TV show. Yeah. And I asked him. We gave we invited him into the station. Huge gave interview. all this big promo Absolutely. for yep. his appearance. And I asked him to sign my DVD copy. And he like, oh, man, I was crushed when he yeah. said no. He said no. 
Like he said no. Like he was in our studio, exactly did a huge interview, it. did a huge interview to promote his signing down at the, this thing, this fanfare thing, right? Yeah. So he comes in, we promote the hell out of it. Everybody, you can here's where you can go meet Lou Ferrigno. You can go get in line and go and meet the man. And we promoted the hell out of it. And then at the end of it, Mocha's like, oh man, I'm such a huge fan. Like you have no idea. Would you mind just uh, signing my DVDs? Like it, it was just so casual, yeah. right? Would you mind just signing my DVDs for me? It'd mean a lot. And he's like, no. <laughs> no he said no for free yeah, you know what I mean? no no not at all no so thanks Luferigno. uh justin says here who would win in a fight a ninja with the mind of a toddler or a toddler with the mind of a ninja mm. so if you're a toddler and yeah, but, you have yeah. the mindset and skills of a ninja would you also have the mindset and skills of a toddler I guess you would, right? No, 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 no. You're a toddler, so you can walk and you can run, but you have the skills of a ninja. So or meaning, meaning you can or you're fight. a grown man with the mindset of a toddler. I'm going with grown man. Because really? I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with somebody who just has that kind of strength because you know what toddlers are like when they get a hold of something. Oh, yeah. Right? They'll pull it apart. Yeah, but if he has the everything. mind of a toddler, he's not going to know what he like, what he's fighting, why he's fighting it. No, it doesn't matter, though. A toddler will, like, a, a toddler will defend itself against something. Like, they know how to hit. Toddlers know how to hit. They know how to bite. They know how to do all that stuff, right? So if you're a grown man with the mind of a toddler and you get a hold of a baby ninja and you start biting, you're going to win. Yeah, but those, those arms no, but aren't you big. Can, you can distract the ninja with the mindset of a toddler by just giving it, you know, here's a soother or something, and it's going to go. What? And then what? And then what do you do? Yeah, or something? It has because it has the the mind of a toddler, right? So. And then what are you going to do? And run and do it, and then beat it up or whatever, right? But how? You can beat up a baby. But how? Okay, <laughs> you got just. But you still have baby strength. Right? Like, you may yeah. have the, the, the skills of a ninja, but you still have baby strength. So that was going to be my next question, is if I'm a toddler with the skill set of a ninja, do I still have, yes, that toddler... Mentality. No, not mentality, the toddler strength. Yes, and just hmm. like in the grown man with toddler mentality, you have man strength. <sighs> I'm still going to say toddler with the mindset ninja of a ninja baby, huh? Yeah, See, no I way. Am too. Ninja baby. I am too because no you have chance. the mind of a ninja. No. You know, so what you may, you're you might for. be able to to get around certain situations skillfully. But okay, what is it? What? How are you winning a fight? What are you doing to win that fight? You're small enough. But what are you going to get do? around quicker? But what are you going to do though? What are you going to do? How it depends do you on the how situation. Do you, how do you win that fight? I don't know. I don't have the mindset of a ninja. No, but like, how do you win the fight? What's the strategy? You climb up someone and like get behind them and choke them out. Yeah, but you still have to have the strength, though, to be able to climb well, yeah, up. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah, you can, you can you climb on the... Like a toddler. Here's oh. the thing is that a toddler doesn't have the arm strength to... You have like to set traps out. or something like this. Like a toddler's not going to be able to choke out a grown man. Yeah, but if you have the... If you are... And, it, and the if, the toddler, toddler, if the toddler gets... Like if, the, if, the ba if baby ninja gets the man toddler down on the ground, right? And man toddler is like doing a tantrum. That baby's going to get a leg broken. You know how hard a baby, you know how hard a regular baby punches you in the face when they just slap you? Imagine that sort of freewheeling slap coming from somebody who has the strength of a grown man. Yeah, but hold on. The ninja mm. with the mindset of a toddler, right, 
Does he not? He he thinks like a baby, though. So does he know how to fight? Yes, the, the, because he doesn't have the mind of a ninja. Like no, the no, no, he doesn't does. know how to fight. He has got the mind of a toddler, but toddlers still throw. But he tantrums. still has like a a grown person strength. Yeah, right. He's got man strength. I'm still gonna say toddler with the mindset of a ninja based on ninja skills. Yeah, but if you go with Ross's point, then you have baby arms. What are you gonna do with baby yeah, arms? Yeah, what are you gonna do with baby arms and baby strength? There's no way. Like even if the even if baby ninja crawled up the back of man toddler and yeah. man, and man toddler lost his footing and fell backwards, that oh, baby's yeah, you're gonna dead. Crush baby, yeah, yeah, the baby's dead. Oh, man. The baby, the, the man baby doesn't even have to fight back really. Just, just he's just gonna fall on him. He's not gonna win. I would say ba- like baby ninja might be able to escape and outsmart temporarily. Absolutely, absolutely. But because in hand- it's the it's a grown up strength that yes. will always yes. But in hand to hand combat, yeah. I can't see it. And not that I'm saying that man baby would be able to actually finish ninja baby. Okay, because ninja baby is like. He knows strategy where the the giant toddler, okay, wouldn't be trying to finish and hurt. It would happen accidentally. Like the fight would be over by accident because the giant toddler would do something. He would step on him. He would fall on him. He would bite him and, Mm. you know, hit hit the wrong thing on his neck or something like that. But I can't see see Ninja Baby winning winning in hand to hand. I don't know. I was going to change the question and say, what if you had a ninja with the mind of a ninja? That's just a ninja. Yeah, no, I realize okay. that. Now. Yeah, I'll take the ninja. Uh, Pineapple Pat asks, you go to sleep <laughs> on the 31st of December this year and wake up the next day. But when you check your phone, it says January 1st, 2020. After the first couple of days, you realize it's just like Groundhog Day. Mm. What do you do with the information that you now have about 2020? First of all, you're, I'm buying a whole ton of like lysol wipes and hand sanitizer see the thing about this question is that even though we don't know what we know now about coronavirus which is why i'm sure pineapple pat is asking this question mm-hmm. based on the current state of the the world coronavirus existed like we had heard about it because it was somewhat discovered back in december mm-hmm. so it was already a thing it was already there it just hadn't spread the way it did. But we didn't start reporting on it until like the end of January, early February, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but that's what I'm saying is that it's still in the world. It yeah. still existed. Yes, it did. So it's not like you could go and do something or say something no. to someone to prevent it from happening. And, and you're not a medical professional. Nobody would listen to you. Yeah. It's not like you can, you can try and warn people about it. You can it. only prepare yourself. Yeah, there would be no way to, to prevent it from, from happening. Mm-mm. Right? Because patient zero is still going to be patient zero. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who that person is. No, but if you knew who it was because you knew how it all played out, right? Yeah. We remember, you remember the, the one case, the first case in Canada. Mm-hmm. So in theory, you could go and maybe stop him from coming But it would have been somebody else. Would've it would have been, been somebody else, though. Patient yeah. zero, yeah. In, in, in Canada at least, patient zero. patient zero would just be a different person. Yeah. There's yeah. always going to be a patient And zero. if you go on the news and start talking about what's to, to happen, people are going to think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the only thing you really could do is stock up on, yeah. on supplies. Prepare yourself. But even still, we're still going to get to the point where things are going to progress the way they did. Yes. And here, well, here's the other thing, too, is that I, I'm, I thought about this question a lot, which is like, if you could go back and stop coronavirus, would you? And I 
It's not would you, can you? Could you? Like even if you could warn people to the point of where you could give them hard evidence and you could get medical professionals to listen to you and you could force, you know, force somebody's hand much earlier on and you could stop the rhetoric in the U.S. that was happening at the very beginning of this all. Uh, I don't know how beneficial that would be because I will say this. If there was no coronavirus in America, Trump would have been reelected. Oh, absolutely. And so what's the trade-off, yeah. right? Um, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, as far as doing something that would do a lot of good, right? Like here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. Is that I could say, right? I could say that... You want to make an impact, right? And you want to do something for the betterment of the betterment of people. So you could say that you would on that day go and prevent George Floyd from dying. You go that day, you invite him for lunch, you do something. He doesn't go and do what he did and he doesn't get a knee on his neck. But so much changed for the better after that happened. That's what I was just going to say. So look at the movement. But that. That happened around the right. world. It wasn't like a movement that happened in the States right. or in one city. No, I know. It was a movement that took over in a matter of days right. right around the world. But if given the opportunity to save George Floyd, would you? Yes. A hundred percent you would. I would. Right? You would. Yeah, you would. And and even knowing the sort of the, the positives that did come out of that. There was a lot of negatives. It was, it was, there's a lot of, not, not negatives that came from that, but it, the people are just so crazy divided and you put that with COVID and everything else. It was just a real, real wild time, but a lot of really great things did come from that. And a lot of change happened. There was a lot of people who never felt that they could speak out before that were speaking out, Yeah. but still, even still, if you could go back and, you know, prevent it from happening, you would. Absolutely. Um, and so I think you have to think in terms of the, the impacts that you leave behind, but, uh, but nobody's going to, listen to you about COVID. Nobody's going to listen to me about COVID. Like yeah. there, there's nothing, we, we have a radio show and we could have been talking about COVID and how, but we did that at the very beginning. Do you remember when somebody called up and gave, raked us over the coals because we talked about wearing masks and sharing space with people oh, and they called yeah. up to say how dangerous we were being, yeah. spreading false information on the radio? Like yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. But we could have what? had all the information and it wouldn't have mattered. Those conversations still happen right now, not necessarily here on the show, but like yeah. in like out there in the world, you yeah. have people who are saying like, stop talking talking about wearing masks it's totally safe to be out there yeah. you know you have all the anti-maskers out there people yeah. who just don't believe that uh that covid is okay a thing. so okay so so january 1st i would have started buying up as much ppe as i could oh, that's what i said <laughs> lysol so wipes and, yeah. yeah okay no, but, but even that but even that but here's the thing is that even with that okay we were great enough people that we didn't let those individuals get away with that right yeah. when i when i was have remember all those guys that were buying up all the lysol wipes and everything else oh, okay yeah. we They're gave them hell out. And then they had to give it all back and you were profiting off it. Like it was like, there's not much, there's, there's sort of, there's not a lot that you could do with that info. I just think that you would have to better prepare yourself and your family. I don't know what else you do. Could you, starting in January or whatever, knowing what was to happen in 2020, could you at all monetize Tiger King? Could you invest in Tiger King? What, in, in his zoo? 
<laughs> knowing what was about to happen when that released you're gonna on go, Netflix. You're going to go, what, you know what investing is? So he, it's not like he's a publicly traded company. Like investing in Tiger King at that time would have been flying down to Oklahoma, just giving him an envelope full of cash. <laughs> right? Like, was there no way to make money off Tiger King before it was no, released? No, I don't think so, no, man. Not, not unless you went back the year before and produced your own documentary on it. But I don't know how you do that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to monetize something where you could maybe come out on top but without having a negative impact or screwing things up even more well, just place a bet do the back to the future thing and place a bet on the stanley cup winner or the the world series champ yeah i don't even know even to me that feels dirty during covid or like investing in in one of these companies that's trying to create like a you invest in zoom yeah, invest in Zoom. I yeah. think maybe that would might be it. You could invest in Zoom. That's I guess. probably the most innocent thing you could do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But the stock just drops. So you'd have to sell before. Yeah, well, you yeah. Remember. So you you would, you would have to know the timeline of when to invest and then yeah. when to uh, take the money out. Yeah, I think it was Roz that said earlier this week that once they started testing all of the vaccines, the stock dropped on Zoom. Oh yeah, yeah. because everybody's just anticipating going back to work, right? Yeah, it's interesting though. Twenty twenty's been a real weird one, and I don't know what to do with it yet yeah like i don't know if you if you to have these sort of the, the hypotheticals of what you what you would do to, to go back in time because if you prevent covid trump gets reelected. can you monetize right? on small turkeys because i saw over the news on the weekend that there's a shortage on small turkeys <laughs> yeah, okay there for you go US so what yeah. you want to go back to the beginning of the year and become a turkey farmer <laughs> <laughs> You only grow small turkeys. Yeah. Okay. So Maury would be doing that. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, Maury. Here's the thing, though, is that you would have. wants the big turkeys. That's no, what I'm but, saying. But you would have to explain that to Matthew, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You like you have to be able to explain this to people. Like, if you said to Matthew at the beginning of January, we need to move an hour and a half outside the city to to grow small turkeys because this year there's going to be a pandemic and there's going to be a shortage on small turkeys in the United States of America for American Thanksgiving. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what would Matthew say? Get the F out. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. So you'd have to be able to explain it to somebody. At Kiss 925 is where you'll find Ask Razamoga. Ask your questions and we'll, we'll answer the best that we can. Uh, this has been the Razamoga Show Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.